usually I just want to like say everybody's names, but I know Craig's got to get the. Because if I don't, I will get inboxed. Like, what did you do to what's up, everybody? So no matter what, you have to it's, do it's, it. it's like my catchphrase. It's, it's your thing. It's, it's my calling card. You should get that tattooed on your body somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be on his tombstone for sure. <laughs> I see. What's I was, up, everybody? I thought I was gonna have pepperoni sausage on my tombstone. <laughs> I mean, we can make both arranged. But anyway, we got a great show for you guys as always. Um, obviously, a couple things has happened. A lot, of, uh, a lot of things have heated up. Obviously, we've seen game one of the NBA Finals Thursday. What a game that was. What a game dude. that was. We'll talk about that. Obviously, the Toronto Raptors game taking game one. Uh, you know, it's, 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 it's I, <laughs> and I'm talking about this game, you know, it's just, I just was not expecting that, man. I was not expecting that. That game was. I don't think, yeah. I don't think the entire nation was expecting yeah, that. Yeah, so it, it kind of went. The way we thought it had to go if Toronto was going to win, though. Hats off to the uh, to the Raptors, though, man. But we'll see if they can bounce. Uh, the Warriors bounce back tonight. I guarantee they will. And I think the Warriors are going to. You guaranteeing it? Yeah, they're going to win. D money guarantee? Guarantee to win tonight. Ooh. But anyway, uh, like I said, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, a lot of things to run out NBA, obviously wise, and then we got obviously take it or leave it. New segment we started last week, and then we're going to do obviously the no boundaries. You got to change the name a little bit. No Boundaries Sunday Showdown. Bam. There it is right there. So uh, we're going to do all of that today. So we got a lot to do. So might as well jump into the swing of things. First things first, talk about some local legends here around in the Sarasota, Florida that we do have around here. Uh, One Booker High School head coach of the girls basketball varsity team, one Shantia Grace, Will be inducted into the USF Hall of Fame. And what a huge honor that is. I mean, I'm friends with her on Facebook. Craig is too. You know, she's just been absolutely, you know, uh, blown away by the honor that she's received for this. You know, the third student athlete from the women's basketball program to be inducted to the Hall of Fame. Uh, joining Wanda Guyton and uh, Jessica Dixon. Grace was a three-time All-Big East selection who earned first-team honors during the 2008 and 09 season. She was named the Most Valuable Player of the 2009 WNIT, which is the Women's Night in Tournament uh, uh, tournament bracket there, which they do have for the people who don't really make the tournament or just miss it. So uh, after leading the Bulls to the championship title, the guard led the USF in assists for four straight seasons and scoring for two seasons. While setting program career records for assists, 610, and starts for 129. So she has career assists and starts at USF. Grace stands third all-time in scoring 1,941 points. Seventh in steals, 194. Fifth in three-point percentage, uh, 356. Uh, Third in games played, 132 at USF. Her 44 points versus Coppin State in 2008 stand as the Bulls' single-game scoring record as she posted two of the top 10 scoring seasons of three of the top 10 assist seasons in program history. Grace went on to play professionally in Poland, is now the head coach at one Booker High School. And if that doesn't tell you right there what that girl has done as a basketball player, should you, now you know because she is just an absolute legend when it comes to just she's a, she was a and, stud and li- on that court and, and with the ball in her hands and listen not to play homer but she should have had a regional title 
to her name this year as a coach as well. Yeah. Uh, there was definitely some horrific calls um, during the regionals, but hey, it is what it is. They had, to, I guess, they had to send out the old, uh, the the old coach with the uh, clout around the area yeah. on a good note. But you know, uh, hats off to Shantia. You know what a huge, huge accomplishment this is for her. You know, could deserve uh, any nobody can be deserving of it more than her. You know, obviously those stats that I just put out for you. You know, she legit. You know, is one of the greatest basketball players to ever come out of USF women's basketball. So you know, this is a, this is something that's finally. Finally, come to a head for her, and you know she took to, to Facebook last night, and she pretty much was saying, you know, my dream was to always, you know, have um, uh, to walk into somewhere and and see my name, you know, hanging up in the rafters, and you know, saying, and she said she might cry if she ever gets to see that, and you know, and you know, I t- people were telling me, let that out, man, that's a huge accomplishment and you, a huge emotion trade that you should just let out because. You know, you definitely deserve it, and, and that she definitely does, man. So, again, congratulations to one Santia Grace for a huge accomplishment to the USF uh, Hall of Fame, uh, Sports Hall of Fame. Just an incredible, incredible task for her to to feed. I, I've known her mom. My mom's known her mom for years. You know, she didn't go to Booker, but she's at Booker right now, so that's all that matters. You know, she did go to Rearview and play for Rearview Rams. And she's Rams. in the, uh, the record books over there as yes, well. Yes, she is. Congratulations yes, she to is. her, man. Great, great, uh, great coach. And we love covering their games every, uh, mm-hmm. every year. Uh, going over to uh, baseball news, Bill Buckner did die. R.I.P. Uh, Bill Buckner, Boston Red Sox legend. You know, uh, I believe. Age is 69, by the 69 way. 69 yeah. years old. Can't, uh, can't be mad at that. It's a good number. And <laughs> what are you saying? That's a good age to go out on? I mean, I'm just saying, you know. There's, there's worse numbers you Craig can die. Craig finds light and death. I love it. I'm just saying, I would rather die at 69 than like. 70? Or just like even like 54. It's like, it's just like an odd number. Like 69, yeah. like 69. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, if I could live to 420, I'd, I, you know, I'd like to live 420 years, but I don't think that's possible. So, not in the Bible anymore. Yeah. That only happens in, in, in man written books. <laughs> but Buckner, you know, obviously a, a Boston Red Sox legend, you know, so sorry for his loss. And obviously another legend, Bill, uh, Bart, Bart Starr, Star, yeah. Hall of Famer. Yeah, a Hall of Famer, winner of the first two ever Super Bowls with the Green Bay Packers and one legendary coach, Vincent Lombardi, mm-hmm. you know, who the the, the, the Lombardi Trophy, trophy yep. is named after. I'd say they're the first Belichick and Brady, oh, if yeah. you think about it. who first. made who? What came first, you know, Bart Starr or, or Lombardi? Like, who made who? Have you ever seen like the, the like the little commentating like supposedly the 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 motivational speeches that Vincent Lombardi? Yeah, he used put to put out, out some good speeches. Mm-hmm. But he was a drunk, bro. I heard. I heard he was just a, just hammering beer. I could imagine. Hey, it was different in those days. If you days, could be drunk man. and spit out speeches like that, hey, rock guys, on with your bad Guys stuff. putting chew and dipping and smoking cigarettes on the bench and stuff. Yeah, you got to think back in the Julian days, Julian Edelman's doing that right now. What you talking about? He's got to dip in them dudes playing kept, the game. Them dudes, back then, they kept brass knuckles in their sock. They'd pull them out, hit, hit you in the bottom of the pile. Yep. Yeah, and put it back in their, their, their nuts their nut yeah. stuffer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, Jesus. But, yeah, another legend, obviously, Bart Starr, obviously passing away. Last time we seen him, I think he was being rolled out. On the Packers field to, I think the, f- the first game of the season was a couple years ago for the, for the Packers. And I think he was being rolled out in a wheelchair where he was looking mm-hmm. a little rough and obviously. But still, you know, a great, great NFL quarterback to go. You know, it's always hate to see Hall those famer, guys go. Yeah. Hall of Famer, absolutely, absolutely. And then obviously, going into a little bit of high school, more high school news. LeBron, James, Bronny Jr., and uh, Dwayne Wade, Zaire Wade, going to team up at the same high school next year. What is Sierra Canyon High School? Yeah, over in... In California, 
So, uh, so they're roughly the same age then, huh? Yep. I to be honest with you, I thought I think Wade's o- older. I, yeah, I thought Zaire was a senior this year, but I, I think he's, he's a, he's a junior. junior. He's yeah, he's playing right now at American Heritage, which is in Florida. Mm-hmm. I know that team very well. Um, so it looks like he's going to be making a transfer move to California. Obviously, D Wade's retiring. You know what that means? We won't have to see him in the finals if we make it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Shout out to Booker. Uh, uh, D Wade obviously retiring this season. Um, I'm sure Gabrielle Union, his wife, actress. Sure, she wants. She lives in L.A. You know, what I'm California. Saying? I mean. Yeah, I'm sure she lives in L.A. and got out, out of there. So obviously, Zaire Wagon going over there with Bronny Jr. So that's obviously going to be a little dynamic duo. I think both players are very good at that. Uh, they oh, I'm sure they they've had a few years of playing some ball together. Anyway, they got some big shoes to fill in, though. Yeah, they have I mean, those two fathers there. I mean, we we've seen in the past this doesn't necessarily work out the best for the kids. One kid. thing I do love about Zaire Wade is he is. Go ahead. You know what I was about to say to comment to piggyback off that? Yeah. I feel like it's more um like it's, it's more of a common thing to happen like in football. Like if you have a good football parent, like the sons or relatives or, or relatives yeah. or like it gets passed it, down. It, it gets like, passed yeah. down. Basketball it is a little bit different because I mean mm-hmm. none of Jordan's sons ever came out and really played ball like he did. Um, but in football too, there are those guys that don't work out yeah, as well. Like Walter Payton's yeah. kid didn't but, really but, work out. But Jordan's sons, Marcus, you know the one who was really about it, came out and said that he didn't really love the game of basketball. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like the difference between Brownie and Zaire is they love they it. love the game of basketball. But we got a couple of these kids that are coming up. Like you got Shaq's kid that's coming up too. So Sharif O'Neal, who's we'll another. see how these kids fill in um, those shoes of their parents. Who's who? Uh, Glenn, um, Glenn Junior. Or, or Rice, yeah, he's all right though. Yeah, like Glenn Rice good. Jr. Yeah, he went to Michigan, right? Yeah, went to Michigan. He's he's doing. I mean, he's not like as good as his dad, but he's doing solid. Yeah, you got Hardaway. Uh, and I mean, Glenn Rice wasn't ever a superstar. Is Hardaway Jr. That's Hardaway's son, right? Tim Hardaway Jr. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's doing pretty solid. Yeah, he's pretty solid as well. So I mean, yeah, I mean, certain cases it has been passed down. Yeah, but, and the difference between you know Jordan's kids, you know, what I'm saying, and nowadays is that. You know, these kids have been playing basketball since they were eight, nine, organized basketball since mm-hmm. they were eight, nine years old. They didn't really have organized basketball. I mean, they did, but they, but, you know, what I saying? think the culture because it, it, of Jordan exactly. and them, and even like, I think more so when, when Kobe and LeBron James kind of became like those iconic players. I think that that the youth basketball, especially with a lot of parents, blew up a lot. Bigger well, than well, a it lot is. of parents have been anti-football because of the whole concussion True. thing over the last ten years. Yeah, I think you've kind of seen that shift to, to kids getting put into those basketball rec leagues, and then you know, like even right now, there's girls that play for my rec league team that play for our league that play and they play for another league and are going to play travel ball for us. So it's basketball, and it's one of those things you can play for multiple teams because the seasons aren't that long, and you have like these different seasons going on at the same time and it doesn't really take a lot of your time because okay at this league you might only have a practice for an hour on a certain day on this league you might only have practice for an hour on a, on another day so it just works out you know and it's just becoming one of those more popular things kind of like how when tiger woods was was a huge golfer you see a lot of and a not lot, to mention a lot like, more youth really get involved in it and not to mention like these kids are being trained you know properly by the right trainers and stuff like that you're seeing kids going to the train like curtis butler jr like we see his mom Taking them to to the weekends, driving to Orlando, working with this basketball trainer every weekend. You know what I'm saying? You're seeing these kids take that whole other step to take basketball more serious. Yeah. And when you're a LeBron James and Zaire or Dwayne Wade type son, 
you're gonna freaking get that 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 bas- NBA knowledge that their dads are giving them and teaching. Because remember that video that went viral not too long ago at the All Star break, where Zaire Wade was on the court with LeBron. D. Wade and James Harden, and James Harden was sitting there and teaching Zaire Wade, you know what I'm saying, what he does. Like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to tell you, but that's that's, I, I think that's, that's like, basketball knowledge that, that Zaire Wade is a very smart kid who he can take well, in and put it into his own game. And, and this is not a knock on Jordan, but this is just a different style of parenting that you have where Jordan was more like, they're, they're, let's just be real. Jo- Jordan's Jordan. This has been very well documented that he likes to go to the casinos. He likes to gamble, stuff like that. So I'm not saying that he neglected his children or anything like that, but maybe he wasn't more out there shooting basketball with them on the driveway and stuff like mm-hmm. D Wade like, yeah. and then LeBron are. Exactly. And it goes into parents. Putting in that fourth effort to make them as good as he was. And who knows? Maybe he didn't want his kids as good as him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, then, like, maybe he didn't want to push him yeah. like, uh, like his father pushed yeah. him. Yeah. You know? And then Jordy, no, Jordan's also, even after the game, like, you know, he's an owner. He's a business. He's the owner of, I mean, of the team. Of, I mean, he has a lot of stuff going on as well. At the end of the day, bro, it's not like he doesn't, like, take care of his kids. Like, Marcus yeah, Jordan sure. owns the, the big-ass Jordan store in Orlando. Lando, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, his sons eat off of his name. So, like, yeah. it's it's still. It's just, well it's Nowadays, it's just completely different. When, well, yeah, if you think about it, when, when Jordan was coming up, he didn't have that handout like, mm-hmm. like his son's got right now. So, his son hasn't had to hustle. and. True. Like like Jordan did to make so when his, his son obviously went to USF and played ball. I mean he was okay, but you know I mean he just I, in my opinion I don't even think he wanted to go to the NBA. I think he just wanted to play ball, get his gr- degree, and then move on. Sometimes that's all it's about. Exactly, and that's what I'm teaching my girls. You know, hey, look, get that free college money. Mm-hmm. Get that free college money. <laughs> so NFL uh, NCAA talk. Obviously, getting into the swing of things. Clemson, the early favorite for the national title over one. Alabama roll tide. And uh, it's crazy because obviously Alabama's been the favorite for the past few years. Yep. You know, and you know, the last this past season we see Clemson versus Alabama, and Clemson pretty much shocked the world. And you know, because everybody had Alabama winning that game. A lot of people a lot of people had Alabama winning that game. I wouldn't say everybody. I mean Well, wouldn't you say that's the reason why they're number one and over Alabama? Well, absolutely. Right now? Absolutely. You I got mean, you gotta give it to the chance. But even 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 two years ago when they won it with Deshaun Watson. Uh-huh. The next year, uh, the yeah. next year, Alabama was still the favorite, but Deshaun left though, didn't he? Of course. So yeah. right now, they still they got Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence exactly. He's still there, so that offense is still pretty much intact. So. Some say that he's going to be the projected number one quarterback. In, uh, defense might be a little bit in question though. Yeah, they, they lost a lot of four linemen, starting so. defense linemen in the draft, man. So. You know, it, it, but you know, obviously, Clemson they recruit Clemson, like they're gonna crazy. So. They're going to get those number one recruits yeah, back. They had one, people they, back up well, front. they did have one of the top classes this this past recruiting season. Well, yeah, yeah, I so mean, there's no doubt they're going to be able to reload. Yeah, they reload for sure. But uh, yeah, obviously, uh, what do you think about Clemson? Though you, you think they're going to repeat, or you think that Alabama? Uh, I like it just because of some effect that I think it, it's giving. Uh, Somebody else besides the SEC some some clout. Um, there there's some teams yeah, out you got there. Your little ACC love. You know, ACC I think gets neglected sometimes because they do uh, they do kind of consider that like a a basketball conference. And I think even like the Big Twelve, the Big Twelve got some teams that can compete they with do. Any of those SEC teams. And I think that some of the the, the sports casters and stuff out there really kind of ride heavy on the SEC. And I, I think it's a little bit more of an even playing field than they try to uh, make it seem on certain instances. Yeah, that's the one thing I don't like about college football in general is how they favor the SEC teams. And you know, even if they don't have a hard schedule, they're still at number one for the rest of the season. You know, even though they play like a two lane six times a year. You know, shout out Alabama. Yeah, shout out Alabama. But you know, it's but still, you know, it's I get that you know a lot of the 
good athletes go to the SEC. I understand that. But still, at the end of the day, like you still have to look into these other conferences and how good these teams really are. I mean, you overlook a t- Clemson team who ends up winning the national championship last year. I mean, you can overlook a Michigan team and in, 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 in the Big Ten, an Ohio State team, an Iowa team. I'm not saying that these teams are going to be the best, but still, you can overlook these teams and that team's going to end up winning the national championship. Yeah, but year. every team that you just named that wasn't an SEC team, historically – more often than not, as at least in the top twenty-five. Facts. So I mean, they're they're, they're every no, year. No scrubs. No scrubs. No TLC around Exactly, but you know, you, you get those type of teams who do end up playing tough-ass schedules, and you know they lose a game or two. But you know, like I said, you get a team like Alabama who essentially gets a cakewalk. And again, oh well, they're playing all these SEC and they're playing an SEC division. Well, we gotta stop giving the SEC division so much damn credit because well, it's kind of changed in the last like five to six years though. Ever since we've got this college football playoff, let's let's go over these these champions. The year before the playoff, Florida State won it. Yes, and then the the start of the playoff, you got Ohio State. State. Then the uh, then you got Alabama Alabama in the who was ranked fourth that year. So then you got Alabama, Clemson, Alabama, Clemson. So Alabama's won it twice, but. There's other teams besides SEC that's competing. Really, ACC. it's only it's only Alabama. Clemson's won it twice. Yeah, yeah. Well, Ohio State's and won it because, once, and then yep. Alabama's won it. And twice. no knock on Kentucky because they did have a pretty solid team this last year. But they play teams like Kentucky's and, and some of the other teams that aren't as great all the time too. But they do also play LSU and you know they Georgia do. and stuff like that. So they do play Auburn's and some, and some teams like that that actually. But there's something the to be said about playing hard talent in your own division, division that you play every year. Yeah, they're out of division compared schedule. to an yeah. out of schedule game against out of, out of you know like games, Ohio yeah. State or something like that. Like don't get me wrong, Miami has done it too. That we play some softer teams, but we also do play some out of conference teams. Yeah. That, that do have some clout too. So I mean, Alabama just doesn't play. Yeah. Just saying, last year Alabama played Mercer. Yeah, they don't put themselves out there. Yeah, and, they play good and, talent, and the, the, but they play them every year. Colorado State, Vanderbilt, yeah, Fresno State, like, come on, man, like Vandy's I, SEC it, though, right? And, yeah, but Vandy's s- SEC. Yeah, but still, that's a basketball t- or baseball school, man. I mean, we're we're talking about Vanderbilt winning the yeah, national yeah. championship in baseball right now. I mean, that's what we're talking about. I, I mean, so it's they just, got Sheldon Quarles. Yeah, you know, no. it's just. I and I get you know Alabama pays these teams to come play them so the team can make the money. I understand that. Get the whole gist. And no more like Fresno State. Probably when they schedule these games, like Fresno State does have some teams from time to time. But, you know, it's it's like they ha- they'll have like one or two good years. Then they'll have like a few off years. And they'll get a couple good years. And You know, I like to see Alabama play up to their, their caliber. I mean, even teams like Arkansas and Mississippi, like, like those teams are good. But, like. It's SEC. It's good SEC competition, but it's competition that they play every single year. They see those guys. They know how to play them. They know how to beat them. But I do think we will start seeing the change because you know how some of these some of these games are agreed upon years in advance, and then the college football came out. the 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 way that it kind of scores you different to the old BCS, where those out of conference games do hold some weight, and the you know they do like they do include strength of schedule in there stuff like that. I think. As you're starting to see teams like, you know, Miami is playing Florida the first game out of conference, you know, 
in-state rival first game of the season. You're seeing um, last year it was Alabama and Florida State was yeah. like one that was like the first game of the season for them. So you're starting to see teams that are actually scheduling some tough very first games because usually historically in college football, maybe like your first week, like this, you know, there's like maybe one or two games where it's like, you know, okay, you want to you want to watch this because it's like a rivalry game or like you know a huge conference game, but normally. It's like you're you're like Miami would play like BCC or something like that or FAMU. Yeah. So I think as uh, everything starts getting adjusted to this playoffs, which I do hope they expand to eight teams and leave it at that. They're gonna have to eventually, man. They're gonna have to eventually. I mean, because at the end of the day, I mean, you're gonna continue to get mishaps. Like, and I'm sorry, I'm not being a homer because my girl likes Ohio State, but. Ohio State wins the Big Ten last year, and they don't get into the play- college playoff. And I get, you know what I'm saying, you had a, a, a Oklahoma team, and you had a good Georgia team and stuff like that. But putting two SEC teams into there just because Georgia was number well, three all season long. And that's why if you go with the five, I think you put the five the five conference champions in there. Power then you, five. Then you still got your three, you know. TCU-type team. TCU you know what or the whatever. Who think that, or, or your or – Not TCU, I'm sorry. UCF, the guys who won 10-0 and stuff UCF, like that. UCF, yes. but, like, but TCU would fall into that category yes. on or certain Washington, years. Washington, Washington. Yeah, yeah. So you get, you get some uh, teams like that in as well. So it's, it's just – like I said, when it comes to the college football playoff, we're going to have to expand. Like, And I know people might not agree with that. People might just continue, hey, suck it up, and, you know, roll with the, with the four teams. But you know what? Some people are going to be like, you know what? We got to do we got to do what's best for us too, and, and, and maybe get with eight teams. Going and uh, talk about the SEC real quick. This right here I find so funny because it's like, okay, gotta, it's, it's, if if it doesn't prove the SEC is the most redneck <laughs> conference in the league, well, it's just it's just like it's okay, like because it's like. Regardless of the fact, these kids are still going to get drunk out in the parking lot before they come into the game. It's just now they're going to be able to continue to drink while they're in the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, wasn't but, that big of a problem before they had to ban it? No. I mean, maybe. Because, I, I, bro, I've heard some stories they about They do my call pro- Florida, the Florida-Georgia game the biggest, largest cocktail party or bro, something like that. Bro, my, my brother, he told me – he used to live in Gainesville. And he went, he went to a lot of Gator games. And he told me that they used to get so drunk – before they went into the stadium. And he was like, everybody was getting drunk. So, like, I think it's just going to make it ten times worse, to be honest I think it might you. make it better, though, because maybe they're not so forced to drink so much before they go into the game because they can actually drink in the games. Truth. Well, we'll see. Or it's just going to make them want to drink more outside before they drink more inside. You know what I'm saying? One or the other. It's going... <laughs> Liver, SC- either way, livers are being destroyed. But the SEC <laughs> has lifted the ban on booze, uh, on alcohol at the uh, alcohol sales at the games in general. I mean, because most college, uh, most SEC college teams, you cannot buy alcohol in the in the stand in the stadiums. It's a revenue boost. Yeah, yeah exactly. If you think about it, like it's more, more money, money in their pocket. Yeah, it's exactly what it comes to. They're going to make yeah. more money, and at the end of the day. You know, we're, we're still going to be wondering why they're not paying college players because this is make more yeah, money. They're going to be selling five dollar beers. Yeah, no one over the hell. More than that, probably seven eight dollars. Seven eight dollars. What are they at the What are they at the Bucks games? Like seven bucks? Seven eight I don't know, nine bucks. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, bucks, but it is like seven eight bucks for the the souvenir cup for the soda soda. Yeah, I think it's like twelve dollars. Huh? Might be. <laughs> I, I ain't been in like two years. Hey, listen, I don't drink beer that much either, but there's something about drinking a beer and being at a sports venue. And eating a hot yeah. dog. Like, at, eating a hot dog at a baseball game, I feel like, is a necessity. So you're not a peanuts and Cracker Jacks no. type of guy? 
the fuck? Who, who, who wants to sit down? You know what I'm saying? I don't like eating peanuts and then throwing them on the ground and then having people pissed off because they got to clean it up. So Rich is chiming on the Facebook Live. He says, excuse my ignorance, but is the kid from Clemson eligible for the draft after the season? If yes, should teams tank to get him? Trevor Lawrence, right? No, he's a, I, he was a freshman last year. He was a freshman last year. I think he has he was, to I think go. He's a red shirt freshman. I think he was a true freshman. Was he? I think he was. Okay. I think he has to play one more year, Rich, but there are some good quarterbacks that are coming out this year. Uh, it would definitely be Tua's uh, rookie campaign if he decides to go for the draft Oof. next year. Also, Jalen Hurts. Um, Tua, another bust in my opinion. What's the dude's name from, uh, I think, Baylor or Oregon? Uh, Hubert? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Justin yeah. Hubert's going to be available. So there are some good teams. But I don't think teams should necessarily tank because if we've seen – more bust in the NFL at any certain position, I think quarterback is probably like the hardest to gauge. And good morning, Tim. Tim said more drinking before and during the games, so he, he thinks there's going to be a party central. Exactly. Now, I, I'm glad we talked about the the NCAA college football playoff and different things like that because I'm letting you guys know now on air that this Sunday showdown. So is, oh, this is what we're doing. Revolve. We're going to Sunday. We're going to Sunday showdown let's, right now. No boundaries. Back. Sunday showdown. No boundaries. Sunday showdown. Yes. Say that five times fast. No boundaries. Sunday short. Tra- no. Nope. Can't even say it one time one fast. Time. No boundaries. Su- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, neither can you. No but, boundaries. Uh, Sunday showdown. So yeah. uh, last week it's mostly going to be Zach writing the questions. I think we're going to determine that. Yeah, we'll probably talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about that. But Craig, my man Craig has written questions this week because obviously they're so used to dick shit, dick shit, giving you time for me to come back. So hopefully you fuck him this week and let me win. Uh, so so you know I'm, I'm, I'm I'm dick shit. There are yeah, you are there <laughs> are some bonus questions. In All this. right, bet. So I will let you guys know. Just now. Tell, even if he gets them right, just tell him let he's me wrong, go ahead and, and close I'll my computer. That same thing. Yeah. This this cheater is <laughs> yeah. One that has some bonus features. And everybody on FB Live, p- please feel free to answer these questions. You know what I'm saying? We can't see. I so. mean, regardless, but Craig, you know what I'm saying? Craig can see. You I know feel what I'm like saying? Craig's going to make this pretty hard for us. Good, uh, I like I feel it. It's like a mixture of like, well, who the buck can, am can I? You, can you, so every player has played in a national championship. Mm-hmm. First player born June 19th, 1977. In high school, they played football, basketball, and ran track. Jackie Robinson. 77, not 1937. In their high school, all the sports that Jackie Robinson In their high played. school senior year, they rushed for 673 yards. Walter Payton. And 13 touchdowns. Walter Payton is in the NFL at 77. And they completed 49 of 96 passes for... 1,109 yards and 13 touchdowns. They went to Florida State. In the year of 2000, they were the first-round draft pick at pick number four for the Bengals. Uh, Peter Work. Bonus question. You would know. Bonus question. (laughs) Took you long enough, FSU fan. What high school did he attend? Ooh. Uh, He went to Southeast. Ooh. I would have known that if you would have not known it. That's why I told you I need a pen. I need a there pen. You go. I got one for you. There you go. No, I got one for him. Oh. 
right. I got to so, I got to sweeten up the hose like you, he does with you when mm-hmm. I'm buying you breakfast every morning. That's why you give that's why you be giving the questions. That's a quick uh, two nothing lead. Uh, See, this is why I write the questions and oh give it to you cuz I'm just going to destroy. Go. Here we go. Second one. I bet you don't get no more right. This player know, right? was born October 29th, 1983. Why are you giving us their birthday? Cause I want you. He's he's kind of he's kind of taken over and done like a who the buck am I? If you've seen our who uh our buck that podcast, I have. So he's kind of mixing it up a little bit, but it's okay. They were they were born in October 29th, nineteen eighty three. They were drafted in two thousand five, round three, pick one hundred and one. They are the co-hosts of a podcast called Business and Biceps. When was he born again? Excuse me. I'm sorry. 83. 83. 83. So he's fairly young. Attended Ohio State University. Oh, I should know this. They were arrested on weapons charges, including having a katana and an AK-47. A katana? What? They declared for the NFL no. draft after their freshman season. Mari's Claret? Yep. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> I was thinking of Beanie Wells. What's his name? The... Beanie Wells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Beanie Wells. He went over. He went to Ohio State. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Bonus you got question. a bonus for me? I do not have a All bonus right, Matt, question. Matt, Matt, Matt. All right. We're still at three. You could have right. gave me, like, uh, what NFL team did he play for. Uh, that's too easy. I know because I actually know that. <laughs> yeah, so do I. <laughs> that's, that's why I let that one off, and I couldn't remember if I had said it or not. Third player on the list, mm-hmm. May 18th, 1983. Okay. Another 1983 Drafted 2006. Okay. Round one, pick three. By Reggie, the, Reggie Bush. By the Titans. Uh, Mario Williams. No, 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 no. Vince Williams. Oh, by the Titans. Vince Carter. Vince Williams, yeah. Vince Young. Vince Young, damn it! Ah! Damn it! Damn when you it! said Titans, I was thinking Texans. What the fuck? It's a mutiny. No, it's not. It's a mutiny. Do you not know how to say people's names? No. Vince, Vince Williams. Who's Vince Williams? I think it's some kid I went to high school. I'm surprised you didn't say Vince Gill. Country singer. <laughs> there are bonus questions on this one. Oh, here we go. I gave you the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. He played for five total NFL teams. Really? Can you name the other four? Um, mm. Philly? Okay. I'm going to get my ass kicked here. Uh, you already are getting your ass kicked. What are you talking about? No, don't call it a comeback. Um, I'll be the Raptors. I cannot think of any other teams, and I know there should be a time limit right. on this, so I'll pass it to D. For Steel, there's three available answers left. Throw your bone, buddy. Can you name any other teams that Vince Young played for? The Raiders. The other teams were <laughs> the Bills, the Bills, the Green Bay Packers, Packers, and the Cleveland Browns. I wouldn't know. I didn't remember him playing I for any of those. The Brown, the Brown. I remember the Browns. Saskatchewan Rough Riders would have been acceptable oh in the Canada Football. <laughs> that would have been a five-point bonus. That would have been, been a five-point. Five yeah, yeah, for sure. That would have definitely been a five-pointer. Go ahead and uh, can we get the score here real quick? It's five to nothing. Five to nothing. Okay, just checking. Fourth person on this list was born August third, nineteen seventy-seven. They were born in San Mateo, California. Tom Brady. <laughs> Look at that. 
Any bonus questions? <laughs> yeah, you got any bonus for my man over here? He needs okay, to come back. Okay, I do have a bonus question. Woo! It better not and be college one, you went to. It is not. <laughs> Michigan. <laughs> there's three points eligible because there's three answers for Damn, this. Damn, you might be you might be right on my heels after this one. He was the league MVP in three seasons. Can you name what seasons? He was the league. You get the first one wrong, you're done. 2007. Okay. 2010. Yep. We have a little bit of a game. And wasn't it fucking 2016? Nope. Nope. For the for the last bonus question, I can you name the season? Those two for sure. That he was the last season. And that was the Randy Moss season, correct? The 07 season? Yes. Okay, so I was going to say 06, but that's obviously the 07 season. Um I'll say 2015. You were wrong. You were close though. It was 2017. Ah, fuck, I was Score is now five to three. Little I knew it was recent. I knew it was recent though. Damn it! This next player was can born. Remind, can we just remind people? So what? Scores? Brady Brady played in national championship with what Woodson, right? Yep. He, but he was not the starter. It was uh, Brian Greasy? Greasy, mm-hmm. yeah. But he, I, I pulled him off because I didn't know how this was going to go, so I wanted to throw one in there for Derek. <laughs> My <Yeah>. boy! <laughs> My boy! I thought he was going to have it as soon as I said the, the birthday. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know all that. When you said 77, you said California. I was like, wait a minute. Is he talking about Tom Brady? He said San Mateo, California, and you you were, you knew it. Yeah. Like I knew his address. I, I toured his house yeah. when I was over there. With Carter. So the next guy was born July 20th, 1982. <laughs> I'm sorry, hold on. The look that you gave me when I answered Tom Brady, you were like, and then you looked at that and you gave me a look. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, born 1982. He was born in Sacramento, California. Sac Town. 2004, first round draft pick. Pick number 17. A two time Big East uh, uh, pl- player. They played linebacker. Say it to your grace. <laughs> Who? <laughs> they went to Miami. Jonathan Vilma? They played for the Broncos and the Bears. What year exactly did uh, he get drafted again? 2004. 2004. Uh, played for the Broncos and the Bears. He was drafted by the Broncos. Okay. And he was a linebacker? Yep. You can say fucking linebacker. What the fuck am I saying? It, it's <laughs> also locker. Also obviously. owns the clothing company Dime Life. Oh, fuck. Uh, DJ Williams. Fuck. I that. Five to four. Make a little Ooh, comeback. Don't call it a comeback. Mm. Call me the Raptors. Can you name, bonus point, Ooh. what year he was in the national championship? Ooh, 2002. No, you guys lost to Ohio State 2002. Fuck. It was got to have been his freshman season then. 2001. Damn it! Damn it! I was so close. I could have tied it up. Ah! Hey, listen. There's still you still got some time. two more players, and there are some bonuses I know. behind I know. these. I know. I know. Here we go. Here we go. Here you we did. Go. You did come back last week, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, I did. So January twenty third, nineteen eighty eight. They were drafted two thousand eleven, round one, pick number thirteen by the Detroit Lions. Dominican Sue? No. They went to early. Auburn University. Oh. They played defensive tackle. Um, fudge. What's his name? Farley. Fairly. Nick Fairley. 
I got the Fairly in before he got he Nick said Fairly. Farley. I did say Farley, but I got the Fairly <laughs> in before. I give it to him. I give it to him. All right. I was going to say, any relation to Chris Farley? <laughs> he played for three NFL teams. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I gave you the Detroit Lions. You did. For two bonus points, can you name the other two teams? Uh, Saints is one. Saints is one of them. Um, the Dolphins? Wrong. The Bills? You're both wrong. Damn, I thought it was the Who? St. Louis Rams. Who? Who? Okay. Would you have accepted the L.A. Rams? I would have accepted the L.A. Rams. I don't know if he actually played for them, though. I think he was hurt. So what? He was still on the team. Yeah. This last one is quite possibly the hardest on the list. Awesome. I did this on purpose. Oh, because I was asking to know it immediately. Why? I don't know if either one of you guys will get this one. All right, here we go. They were born July 16th, 1974. (laughs) In a land, land far away. They played for Nebraska. 74, okay. They They were born 1974, played for Nebraska. Was not drafted due to blood clots. Blood clot. Bumba clot. And their junior and senior high school career ran for... A total of 1,600 yards and Eric 33 Crouch. touchdowns. Passed for 2,600 yards and 30 TDs. Eric Crouch was drafted. They were a, they were elected into the NCAA Hall of Fame. Oh, they have a career in college. Oh, there's two of them? No, he has a career. He does this. And 4,003 uh, 4, passing yards and 47 touchdowns. First ever. 2,263 rushing yards and 36 touchdowns. They played quarterback for Nebraska. <laughs> they were born in Bradenton, Florida. Oh! They were born? <laughs> this person was born. I know what he's saying. I saying. Why are you looking at me like you're looking for the answer? I know you don't know it either. So I'm reading you I like feel like as baby. soon as you say it, I'm going to know we'll it. We both know but it. I don't have the answer. Was not drafted. Was one of five players to ever win national championships back to back. I I know the player. If you once you say the player, I'm be like, yeah, duh. Looks like Zach wins because I have no idea. The player is Tommy Frazier. Yeah, Tommy oh. Frazier, of course. Oh. Since Derek is the underdog right now, I'm gonna give him. You mean loser? First opportunity at a bonus point. To tie it okay. up. You, That's you'll, fine. you'll still be down Since by you three. Did that last week. Listen, you'll That's still fine. be down by three, but there's there's two part bonuses to this why I did this. What high school did he go to? He has no idea. He wasn't even born when he was playing. Tommy Frazier? He was born in Bradenton. Oh. It's on you. Didn't he go to Sarasota? Well, if he was born in Bradenton, he probably that don't mean went, nothing. No, he probably went to somewhere in, in Bradenton. Mean nothing? I'm going to let you retry this. It's in Bradenton. Tell him that. He was born in Bradenton. It don't mean nothing. He went to school to one of the Bradenton schools. Thanks. That, <laughs> that, I mean. And I'll give you a hint. Manatee? It, it was, there you go. There you go. I, was, I knew that's what it was, too. It wasn't Southeast. I know it wasn't Southeast. Okay. He was one of five quarterbacks in NCAA history to win back-to-back national champions. Oh, Zach's got to stand up now. Can you name the other four quarterbacks? Ooh. To win back-to-back? And 
I'll even because it's hard. I'll even give you two points per person that you name. He's he's giving you this right now. I don't know. Not name one of them. Can I steal? You can yeah, steal. Go uh, I got one. Okay, Tim Tebow. All right. That is wrong. What? Oh! Tim. Tim Tebow. Chris Leak. Chris Leak. Oh, he was so confident. He well, stood I up was. with his dick on the table. And then no, I mean, I was standing up against the blood rushing. You guys ready for two of them? Yes. Yeah. That I thought you might know? Yeah. First one, A.J. McCarron. Okay. Oh, wow. I wouldn't know Alabama, that. Alabama, Second I mean, one, if you think about it. I, I know who he is. Second but... one, Matt Leinert. You know, I was thinking, USC. Matt. Third one was these are older guys. I don't know them. Uh, Nebraska's Jerry Tag T A G G E. Never even heard of him. Yeah, I'm not. Familiar. And Oklahoma's Steve Davis were the other ones. So yeah, I think gave okay. me five points for those. I think <laughs> those would have been. But uh, I was trying to go because I figured because I know he knows a lot about like the local sports. So I was trying to throw a couple ringers in there there for him. It was close though. What was the final score though? It was, eight uh, to five. Eight to five. Okay, Mister, I'm gonna kick you in. Hey, eight to five. I mean, I'm kick you in. Uh-huh. It was pretty you good. Got some, if that was a hockey score, that was some late goals by you. That was like garbage time. I was already <laughs> up by eight. I was just letting you get Speaking those. Speaking of hockey, before we go anywhere. Bruins? Getting Bruins that win last night. that ass last whooping night. It. Just like I whooped They were yours. five to nothing up in They were five nothing. It's so yep. funny. So you. <laughs> yep. Those garbage time goals. By the yeah. way, Rich did get the Tommy Frazier right by the, on the Facebook Live. Of course I he did. Because Rich is a fucking guru. He is a guru. Whether you're rich in here on the show. But uh, we're going to take a real quick commercial break. When we come back, got some NBA to get into, obviously some NFL, and then we got take it or leave it after we talk about those. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. There's nothing like having a peace of mind and comfort. So when your home is overrun with all kinds of critters, there's only one man to call, Tim, owner-operator of Carefree Pest and Termite Solutions. The absolute top of the line in pest control and removal. Carefree won't just treat the problem, they'll solve it. With free estimates, up-to-date technology, and reasonable pricing, Carefree has all the skills needed to kill your pest and termite ills. For more information, call Tim at 941-556-9019. Check him out online at www.carefreepestsolutions.com. Carefree Pest and Termite Solutions satisfaction guarantee sports fans start your sundays out knowing the entire field we go past the sidelines into the locker rooms and off the field no boundaries sports talk with your hosts Derek and his entourage aiden craig and zach after having a career day 25 carries for 200 yards and three touchdowns the sarasota review grad having a field day against indiana one of his best games the sky's the limit for this kid man because he's just Listen, gonna get better and better and i said this last week and i'll say it again the reason why they even lost last week, Michigan, against Michigan State, is because they stopped giving the ball to Karan Higgins. The more he goes, come that third, fourth quarter, that kid comes alive. 271 total yards of rushing, and Karan Higgins had 200. He carried that team again yesterday for that W. Every Sunday, 9 to 11 a.m., No Boundaries Sports Talk Radio, when nothing is out of bounds. Touchdown! 
man, I'm starving, but I don't know what I want to eat. You should go check out the all-you-can-eat wings for $14.99 every Tuesday at the Public House Tap and Grill. All-you-can-eat wings for $14.99? Yeah, they even have all-day happy hour every day with $5 premium wells, $5 imports, and even $5 craft beers from some of the best local breweries like J-Dubs Up Top, Big Tops, Ashley Gang, and Motor Works, Roll Cage, and Pulp Friction. What are we waiting for? Let's go to the Public House now. Where is it located? Public House Tap and Grill, 6240 North Lockwood Ridge Road, Sarasota, Florida. Eat in public, drink in public, be seen in public. Finding good barbecue can be hard to do. Lucky for you, we have found deliciousness on a food truck. Smoking Mama Laura's Barbecue Mobile. Follow the Facebook page today so you know where to get some of the best food to touch your taste buds. Like the Redneck Cuban, Pulled Pork and Cheddar Sandwich, or my favorite, the Loaded Mac and Cheese. Topped with Smoking Mama Laura's 18-hour smoked pulled pork. Give them a call today at 941-549-3908. Or follow Smoking Mama Laura's Barbecue Mobile on Facebook to find out where they'll be or to book them for your next event. Smoking Mama Laura's Barbecue, made with love. You're listening to STLR Sports Talk. They're bigger, faster, stronger, more experienced. They're just better, and they know it, too. Entertainment with no sidelines. What are those? Get some beers. Find somewhere to chill. I love it. Let's do it. Welcome back to No Boundary Sports Talk. Okay. So that's how it's going to be. Y'all want to play. With your boys, Derek. Are you out of your goddamn mind? Craig. I'm for real, so you better check yourself. And Zach. If one of y'all says some silly-ass name, this whole class is going to feel my wrath. Damn, it's so hard to say their real names. Oh, no. Welcome back to No Battery Sports Talk. I feel like our names are pretty easy to say. Yeah, but, you know, we just call us our nicknames. Yeah, we're... Zakari, High C... Fatback, you know, before we switch to the professional version of our names. Derek, Zach, and Craig. Zach. Oh, can I, can I ask you, can you do me a favor today after no. the show? Is it off? Oh, we got to go bowling. Damn it. You have a USB I can borrow? Maybe. Can you record a bit of me saying, welcome to the Thunderdome? Yeah. And then put it on said USB and take yes. it home and I'll give it back to you. Yes. Thank you. What is this for? I have to know now. It's a streamer friend. She does this thing for on Call of Duty. You should try it sometime. Both of y'all sit y'all play. She does this thing called the Thunderdome where one they 1v1 each other. The first round is snipers. Second round is pistols. And the third round, if you make it, is whatever gun you want. And it's and it's on the firing range. So small map. You know what I'm saying? So And they 1v1 each other and see whoever wins. And it's like a tournament yesterday. It was like fucking two and a half hours long because it was like 15 people in it. Uh-huh. But it was fun, you know what I'm saying? And she's got this little overlay and stuff like that. So every time she wants, she brings it up, she wants you to hear my voice. Welcome to the Thunderdome. Right. I think you need to clip that right there. I mean, that one he just he, did, he like that was perfect. <laughs> we'll figure it out later. It'll take a damn. It's already yeah. done. It'll take a few seconds either way. But anyway, uh, NBA talk. Go ahead and jump into the Raptors Warriors game one in Toronto. What a game that was. Raptors mm. coming away with the dub. Obviously walking away with game one, Victoria. Game two, tonight. Any expectations? Any expectations? First off, were you guys expecting that game one win by the Raptors? I actually was not. I thought that they were going to. So I, I think my prediction, what, what was it? Five, six, and seven is how we went? I think. Yeah, I went seven. I, I chose five. You chose six. Mm-hmm. 
I was thinking that my game that we were going to win for Toronto was going to come in like, you know, five or something like that. Or, you know. It's a late game. A, a later game. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe th- game three or something like that. I didn't think it was going to be off rip. Raptors. I mean, they do have the home court advantage. Yeah, so that was cr- huge of them getting that win in game one. Uh, Raptors obviously, you know, going, following or winning 118 to 109, winning by uh, nine points. And, you know. Pascal, you know, what a and he, what a great addition, you know, he's yeah. been for them this season, you know, coming off the bench last season and now it's just it turned into a just an unbelievable plan leading the score, leading the team at 32 points last game. I think he's up for um most improved player of the oh, year yeah, this year. Oh yeah, if not, you know, I mean, I actually seen a fun fact when they were talking about it. He's the first player since Michael Jordan to shoot 80% from the field in a finals game. He was fourteen of seventeen from nice. the field. That is just that's what they're going to need. Unbelievable numbers. They're going to need absolutely. good defense. They're going to need secondary scoring from Pascal Siakam uh, and, and Gasol. What did we say though? The Raptors had to be to beat the Warriors. Perfect. Somewhat. Yeah. Somewhat I mean, perfect. They had to play great defense. They got to keep them under one hundred and ten points. So and the, but my whole thing is, you know what I seen in that game one? Lack of defense on the Warriors part. That's why I'm guaranteeing the Warriors win tonight because you of the fact. I, seen? I think both teams were just kind of feeling each other out. I, I saw a lack of secondary scoring. I seen a lack of Kevin Durant. <laughs> that as well. I but, mean, Clay had Clay Clay had 25 points. Steph had uh, 32 points. I mean, they combined for like 55 or something like that. It was uh, 34 points for Steph and 21 for Clay. Okay, so yeah, but they, other than that, yeah. the only person in double digit territory was had, Draymond with 10 points. They had no help, no uh, elsewhere. You know what I'm saying? So that's going to be my help. My question they will not is, win without secondary help again. Well, Clay was yeah, having problems well. too. He even got into uh, he even got uh, inadvertent. I don't know if he got a technical for it, but he threw the ball and it hit the referee. But he, like he didn't throw it at the referee. Like he just threw the ball yeah. towards referee, and the referee happened to turn around. It wasn't like it was an, an intentional. But yeah, he got he got whistled up for that. Just one. Just like it wasn't intentional when Steph threw his mouthpiece at the ref. Yeah, twice. Do you guys feel like uh, Demarcus needs to be on the floor more? Only getting eight I don't think minutes. he's 100%. Yeah, he 100%. didn't look 100%. No, he, when he was running up and down the floor, he was kind of had a little limp to him. I think, he's, yeah. I think he's rushed back. I think they they know that they need him. What was it? Quad? He tore his quad yeah. or something like that? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. not. And if you see him t- tearing his quad, if you see go back and watch the video, he doesn't even look like he was 100% before it. When he was running yeah. for the ball, he looked slow. He looked lazy. Mm-hmm. He looked like he wasn't even trying because he looked like he was hurt. So, I mean. But, yeah, I think he's rushed back. I think that's one thing that they're not trying to do with Kevin Durant. I think Kevin Durant's injury is so tedious that they don't want to rush it back anytime soon because I, I don't think they want to choke You may not it. see him this this. I mean, not. if they get into enough trouble, I think we will. Yeah, right? I think you will, too. If but they, if he in, re-injures that calf again, Okay, so done, hypothetically so. speaking, if they go down 0-2, you think maybe they call him in for game three? Well, the, I've already been seeing that he's reported to come back game four. Okay. So if they go down 0-2, I think they're going to be comfortable enough by letting him come back game four and going back to Golden State in that game Man, three. I don't know, though. You it, go it, down 0-3, back in Golden State? Well, that's what I'm saying. Know. That's the thing. You though. might want to bring him back. If you if you go down 0-2 tonight, they might look to bring him back in that game three, coming home to the Golden State. Because there's a good – You don't want to go down 0-3. I mean, he was on the court yesterday shooting around, so. But you are right. They don't want to rush him back. They don't want to uh, risk any injury as far as uh, losing him for the rest of the finals that they might need him in the last game. So I mean, the one thing I don't like about the whole situation is that everybody's making it seem like, oh, they need Kevin Durant. You know, it's going to be a catastrophe no, without they him. Don't. No, they don't. They've yeah. won without him. So, so from tonight, 
game, the next game isn't until Wednesday. So there's three more extra days for him to to rest and rehab his. his. Yeah, because they got to travel mm-hmm. back to, uh, and then I think it's mm-hmm. a two day rest in between yeah. travel time. So for basketball, and then they got the game after that. Game four would be on Friday. So he definitely has at least close to a week, at least half a week, if they need him. Game three. Up to a full week almost if they need them on Friday. It must be pretty bad because you always hear like, oh, if it was the playoffs, this guy would be playing or something like that. You know what I mean? So well, he's it, obviously injured. It's obviously thinks like that, though. You know what I'm saying? You're talking about – I would think a lot of people think like that. Weren't we just talking about, uh, you know, before the show how an NFL-type people don't want to risk their bodies for an 18-game season? What makes you think uh, Kevin Durant wants to risk his body for a team that he knows he might not be playing for next season? Why risk it all? You know, why mess up my? What if this career-ending injury can make me to where I can't play next season? You know, why risk that right now? For I think for the, the Warriors, Warriors are just as concerned as Kevin Durant is about risking it for him. Well, I think they should be. I mean, nobody want the Warriors don't want to take the blame. Nobody wants to fall back. Well, it's your fault well, that you pushed well, that, Kevin Durant to play when he got hurt. Well, that you know? it is not even one hundred percent. You know, we think that he might be gone, but who knows? Yeah, we he thought he might be gone last year too, yeah, and he exactly. ended up uh, resigning. He could, so. he could, he could exactly, he could resign and stay with the Warriors and go exactly win things. another championship. You're going to see things. more of these one year deals from these these superstars and stuff like that. You know what I do think deals. though? I do think Kevin Durant walks. You know who I do think they try to resign? Demarcus Cousins. And now that's somebody who I think you can work out because I think that that's another guy who who's been hurt majority of the season. Has helped you somewhat here and there, but still wants to help win a championship and win a championship. Could could probably resign him, him a, for like a ten a low. one one year ten million dollar deal. Make sure he's signed comfortably, because right now he's only making five million. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So why not give him another ten another five million? Maybe maybe encourage him to stay for another season. I think they make that work out. Does he take ten million? A healthy boogie? I don't think he's healthy right now. But yeah. when he does in the offseason, obviously he'll probably get healthy not playing yeah, basketball. Yeah, because I think he wants to win a championship. I think he's over these, these scrub-ass teams he's been playing for, like Sacramento. I mean, Pelicans were up and coming kind of when he went there. But right now I think he wants to win a championship. I think that's really what he's focused on. And same with Kevin Durant. I mean, Kevin Durant took a little bit of less money to stay with the yeah, Warriors players will take some less Just to bread. win that yeah. ship. Win the, and now he's got two championships instead of one. You know what I'm saying? Or does he have two? He's got two. He's got two. They, yeah, because they're, they're working on they're, three. Yeah, yeah, they're working yeah. on three. Okay, so yeah. So, I mean – yeah, but I do agree with Zach. I do think you're going to see some of these players, you know, that maybe, maybe. I mean, but I feel like you got guys like Jimmy Butler who I'll take a max deal anywhere. I'm going to get my max deal anywhere. Well, and, it's and, all about the money. In a couple you know of years, though, you know, the, the, the CBA is going to be again, so maybe to get switched up some. So we'll see. Adam Silver's already came out, said a couple <laughs> things. Um, interested in, in possibly shortening the season. Also interested in maybe inducting some, some tournaments. Throughout the season. And somebody had brought something up. So I was watching, um, I believe it was Around the Horn. And um, I forgot what commentator brought this up, but it was the greatest idea. So one of the things that people, you know, uh, are upset about with basketball is there's like, it's like, it's top heavy. You got a couple teams that are really good. Everybody else plays crappy basketball because they're like, hey. We're not going to be in the playoffs anyways. They have no incentive. Let's just They tank. have more incentive to tank. Well, what somebody proposed is yeah. you take all the teams that don't make the playoffs and you put them in tournaments, and whoever wins the tournament gets the first draft pick. Mm. Not not a playing game, but the draft pick. No, they get the they get the, 
You take everybody. So I've heard scenarios where they would have the worst teams yeah, play a playing game. Everybody, everybody who misses the thing is okay. in a tournament to play for the first round draft pick. I and, really like that and, idea. And, and based based on how you finish that tournament, yeah, would determine draft that draft season. order. Incentives to play harder. Now we're talking about a longer season, though. Correct. Yeah, or would yeah, it be as long? Also, or would it be as long as the playoffs? It would almost be like a well, playoff listen, scenario. Sixteen teams make the make the playoffs. So only fourteen would be in the playoffs, which is basically your whole. So motto. Would, would it be one win, winner go home, or would it be a game three, game four, game? Best I of say three. I think it'd be win and go home. Yeah, win, win and go, go home. home. Okay, well then that would be that would be different because now we're talking about what seven, six extra games in the season. Yeah. Or maybe you have like a what's, because what is it fourteen teams? So what what's the what's the what's the games on that? If you break down those fourteen, 14 it, it, it'd be fourteen. So it'd be seven games. So if you went all the way, yeah, it'd be seven games. So yeah, I mean, but you'd also end up probably cutting some games out in order to fill that, and you wouldn't be adding games on the schedule. You'd be eliminating some of these back to backs or four games in a row nights type deals, yeah. and shortening your schedule, and then adding a play in game scenario. Maybe maybe double elimination, like so you can kind of determine like. You know, obviously, like first and second play. You know, how, how, however, they they would probably break it down some kind of way. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because you'd be seated like your top seed, bottom seed, and whoever moves on. Because there there may be some upsets somewhere, and then like according to how they like some kind of like losers. You win and you move yeah. on you, to the end. I just I like feel, that idea. Though. I just feel like people like are, winner would get first picks, but I also like a play in idea of of the, those teams that don't make the playoffs m- maybe play into the playoffs. I too. just feel like that people are so set in their ways that that's why they don't want to change anything. You know what I'm saying? Like there, there's the NBA so set in stone of how they've been operating for hundred hundred odd years, however long they've been doing this. Adam Silver, man, he's a um, a different cat. Uh, exactly, but there, you know, you have a type of NBA commissioner who, or commissioner period, he who's thinks outside the box, man. He really does, and make it better for the NBA in the long run. And you know, what I'm saying, in the long run, that essentially could. I mean, he's talking more revenue. He's talking about making the West Coast games. Um, start earlier in the evening because that he's does missing out on revenue for these people who are turning off their televisions on average at 10, 11 o'clock at night. They're not staying up for these Warriors games. People aren't on the East Coast. You're talking 50% of your audience are not able to see the Warriors because they don't want to stay up till 3 o'clock in the morning watching the game. Sure. Yeah, I think it does need to be. So he is... He's, he's definitely it needs to be mind. situated a little bit. There's there's definitely some ways to improve the NBA, and, and I look to, forward to seeing how he does it. Not to mention he's he another commissioner it. who's for the whole change of the marijuana existence in the NBA, yeah. too. Yep. You know. I, I like some things. I, I would not be opposed to because then it gives teams incentive to play because at the end of the day, then it doesn't matter who the worst record is because you don't have that percentage on who has the highest percentage to get that first pick. It's like, hey, you're playing for something. You either better make these playoffs or you're gonna freaking. But wouldn't it play kind of advantage pick? to the teams that are a little better but just miss the playoffs? You know what I mean? Like you slightly would, but here's the thing though: are the teams and then are the teams that are really bad getting better because they're not able well, to win those the, games? But that's the thing though: are the teams that are that are losing and having the worst records are they really as bad as their record says? I mean, the Knicks are, they are just, pretty bad, or are they just tanking like Philly did? Well, I say that. I say that. Be, we, that's a great point because you know. 
let's put the magic in that situation. Say you guys don't make the playoffs. I feel like you guys win that tournament because at the end of the day, you have one of the best defenses probably in, if not the best defense. I think in the tournament, tournament favors but, the West. But also, it's deeper. But also, I, but I disagree. Here's another thing. You though. guys have one of the best defenses in, in league. This but year. He, but here's the cool thing about it though. If let's just say hypothetically speaking, Magic were favored to win that tournament and say they pulled it off, it's actually a way for a smaller market to get a shot at a player like a Zion Williamson or something like that for their team that can be an actual like uh, 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 organization why, changer. Why do we consider because Orlando they would, a small market? It is well, I, it, New Orleans. No, 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 Orlando. Orlando. It's because it's a transient market. There's a lot of tourism. It's 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 based on tourism. So there's not a lot of people that. I mean, it's a pretty large market. I would say probably that's like two hundred, three hundred thousand people there. But I, so. but, I, but I think kind of like like compared like a New York, which has like well, millions, millions of people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, well, that's why I, mean, I think that's know. why population wise is it, even though it's like it's a big area. A lot of people, because it's Florida too, you know, you got the snowbirds. So yeah, you do have people that live here fifty percent of the time, or you know, whatever percent of the time. But they also live up north as well. So yeah. you know, we yeah. talked we talked about you know money wise, the money situation. One thing I do have to say about the NBA is. You do not see a lot of empty seats in these in these home games. I mean, regardless of, of how it was. I mean, I remember when Oklahoma City Thunder, when they first got the team, their team was terrible. But they were still selling out home games, Magic games. Those, if go to one, those things are packed, yeah, bro. Horrible are packed. Like, it, I went to an Atlanta Hawk game. The place was packed. Magic versus Hawk. That's no, that's no, that's who, who was playing. I mean, two terrible teams. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying they're terrible, but just... The place was packed. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's one thing that the NBA does have. And, you know, and I just seen an article the other day. Is the uh, NBA attendance record still plummeting? You know what I'm saying? Like, people don't want to go to baseball games, but people are still going to watch basketball games regardless of these teams. Are well, bad. baseball is just a boring AC sport. Helps. It's an older sport. NBA is fat, fast-paced. I mean, think I, about it. Like, luckily the Rays play indoors. Yeah. You think the Rays have attendance problems now? Put them in an outdoor stadium. And see a lot happens. of people's complaints, though, are th- the fact that it's an indoor dump. Basically, that they want an outdoor stadium, they want to be out in the outdoors. That's a dump, but it, yeah, that's what a lot of people think that it's a dump. Actually, Michael Wilbon, on pardon the interruption, the other day just called it a dump, live on air, like shit on our town and our in our in our stadium down there. I love that stadium. I think it's great. I think people don't realize well, how hot it's actually going to be when they get outside. Well, you're actually talking about Michael Wilbon, who's also a Chicago homer and is used to Wrigley Field. You're right. In tradition and so on and so but forth. Well, well, but that, if you think about it, besides Rogers Center in Toronto, we are the worst stadium out there, dome well, out yeah, there. So but but cool Chicago about, is also like 70 degrees during the daytime when it's what's, hot. What's so cool about Wrigley Field, old ass? It's just historic and tradition and... Well, people care about that. I mean, it's the same I thing with that, you guys but, up there in Boston. Yeah, but but again, that's an old ass stadium. I don't get how people think it's so cool because it's tradition. Because the there's old ass people play there. What did I just say? What did I just say? Because Babe Ruth played there. What stuff did, like what that. What did I just you know? say about the NBA and all these rules? People are so set in their damn ra- ways. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I think that this this hundred year old stadium is better than this indoor AC stadium. Like, come on! I think it'd be cool to spice up some of these sports. Um, you know, like like even with with the basketball, like that tournament thing. I think that would be a really cool idea. I agree. I agree. I think it'd be making more interesting. It would make me want to watch more than just the playoffs because some of these teams, like you know, like or, even though Orlando did have a, a pretty good run this year, and I, I was you know able to I, I I was able to tolerate watching more games this year because we actually had a chance to win. 
For a couple years after Dwight, when we really sucked, it was hard to watch the Magic yeah, because we got beat by everybody. So now, if you give teams incentives to play, they're always increasing the, the salary cap. And NBA is one of the most, I feel like, easy leagues to manipulate the salary cap. Whether you buy a player that's on your bench that you don't need, then you're going to put them in the free agency anyways, or however the situation uh, moves. You're able to make roster moves a little bit easier in, 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 in that league to where you can put at least a competitive product out there. Because, like, here's the thing. Like, so we're not baseball fans, right? But if, like, every baseball team that knew off-rip in the beginning of the year, like, you know, yo, we suck. We're not going to make it to the, to the playoffs. If every team just came out there and just, like, whatever, just played half-assed baseball, 162 games – that's a boring, you know. Why would you want to watch that? So you you got to find a way to make the the game more competitive all the way around in basketball. And right now, the way that the the, the CBA is structured, the teams that got the power, it's easier for them to hold on to power because now the way that everything is designed too. So say you have the team with with the salary cap this year, you bring in your superstars, kind of like how Miami Heat did with with uh, you know the big three, Bosh, Wade, and, and they had LeBron James, right? If if that player for your team makes it to like one of the All NBA teams, whether it's first, second, or third, now they are eligible for the max super max contract that you can just throw money at them. And then you know, what I'm saying when you're making that kind of money, who cares about a luxury tax because you're making all that revenue and stuff anyways off of just you know merch. Well, it's, it's funny that you say that. You know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying because like, give me that penalty. I'm going to sell jerseys. Clay Thompson, you know, and you know another player who was snubbed on uh, first team All Team or whatever like that, and, and they and caught him live in an interview, and his face was just like, but. You you know what, like Kemba, really? But you know the thing is, you know why? Because if he would have made the first team all team, bigger money for your max contract. Yeah, he would have been able to get of super max. Twenty-seven million, and it's a difference of about thirty million. It's a difference of about thirty million total on his contract. If he would have made first team all all team, yeah. he no, he just had to make. He had to make either top three, yeah. or first, second, or third team. He could have yep. made either one. Either and, one. Yeah. and Kemba Walker beat him out on yep. the third team. I mean, you know what? But that whole situation was kind of boofly. I mean, the, they say the second team defense was better than the first team defense. Which I completely agree with. I mean, you got you got Joel Allen Bede and 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 Kawhi Leonard and and I believe who else was it on the second team? Kawhi Leonard and Joel Embiid might be some one of the best defenders in the league. Facts. And Rudy Gobert, I think, was on the second team. Yes, Rudy Gobert, I believe, was on there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, and we're talking about a guy who's won Defensive Player of the Year like twice. Who so. Big Sam Perkins always calls Rudy Gobert. Yes. <laughs> so, man, it's just, it's, are you looking those up right now? Yeah. Look those up, please. Because we're talking about, and, and Giannis might be the only one fittable being on that first team. But in all reality, I would put Actually, Joel, Embi- Joel Embiid over Giannis. After watching on these that playoffs, list. though, I think Giannis deserved to be on that second team, and maybe Kawhi deserved to be on that first team. I'm just saying, man. Or something, because, man, Giannis definitely got shut down. Yeah, it was kind of ridiculous to see, you know, all the, the, the outbreak of how people were, were talking about this list, and, you know, just because of the fact that it was one-sided, and then the whole, the whole list of all team and all uh, NBA all defense was all out of whack this season. All right, you ready? Go ahead. All right, so the first team consists of guard from the Golden State Warriors, uh, Stephen Curry, uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, Paul George, Denver Nuggets. Is this defense? No, it's all team. It's just it, yeah, it doesn't. It's... This would be uh, NBA, all NBA first team for this year. Denver Nuggets, uh, Jokic, and then let's see, second team is Joel Embiid. Kevin Durant, Dame Lillard, 
Kawhi Leonard and Kyrie Irving. I think that team will probably beat the first team. I'll and the third the team, team is Russell Westbrook, Blake Griffin, and LeBron James, Rudy Gobert, and Kimball Walker. So Kimbo over Clay? Yeah. yeah. Eh, I mean. They didn't even make the playoffs, though. But the, 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 the thing about the whole situation is, bro, Clay takes a backseat behind Kevin Durant and Steph Curry, man. He does. You're the third option on that team right now. You know what I'm saying? We're talking about Kimball Walker, who's the first option. On the Charlotte Hornets, but should, but he he still doesn't have the shooting percentages and stuff that that Clay. You're has. right, you're right. But in a league like this, we're we're talking about people who are the superstar of the team. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Facts. So we were talking about attendance and how bad the Rays are, right? In the in in Tropicana Field and how bad of a dump it is. Rays announced earlier this week against the Blue Jays they had the lowest attendance ever, with 5,786 people attend a game. Crickets. 5,700 people? Yep. That's a lot of people still. That's still a lot of people. It's not a lot when you're used to averaging like 9 to 10. That's still the lowest in the league. I don't yeah. get it, man. I don't know. We've got we got one of the better uh, young teams in the league right now. I mean, $74 million is our payroll, I believe. Oh, no. $62 million is our payroll. We're competing with guys like Boston at $218 million. It's because it, it, it's – to me, I think it's – and this is just all sports in the Tampa Bay area. And I don't know. I can't speak for other markets because I don't know how that goes. But literally, none of the players – like back in the days, like you can catch like the Bucks that like won the malls or something like that. They, You know, one of the stores would bring them in. They'd be doing like some like meet and greet type situations, stuff like that. You don't really get that anymore with any sports teams. You know, you're not getting the baseball players out here to like, you know, even if like, you know, like how sometimes they have like football camps and stuff and you have some football players come through and and, and do like Brian Poole did like a, a football camp here and stuff like that. They you do that with baseball. But you got baseball not, camps. Not in this area, though. Yeah, I'll, they do. I'll, yeah. I, if you gave me some time, I could probably pull some up for you. All right. Well, maybe it's that's, not that, as predominant that, that, that's your as homework, other. That's your homework for next week. Find out what race player has done any okay. kind of. I know Longo used base, to have camps. baseball training in this, like the Sarasota, Braden, and Port Charlotte area. Okay. <laughs> I'm watching this video. Look at Coach Craig over there on the sideline. My God, my Coach Craig. Is he standing or is he sitting? He's standing. Uh, oh, he's gonna get reprimanded. That was at the scrimmage. That oh, you can scrimmage. stand. You can stand at the scrimmage. Yeah. Shout out, Coach. Hey, man, Coach Peters. Am I going to get reprimanded for standing in the studio right now? No, I just feel like I got to stretch the legs a little bit. No, you just you're just getting old, bro. Because remember, a year ago we we're. Doing I'm about to check that out. I didn't get to see it. I yet. think this is a chair. Well, a year ago, a year ago when we were doing the show, you uh, you weren't you weren't standing up. You were sitting down comfortably. You I think it was fine. the chairs. I'm not a big fan of these chairs. I, I, I think they're comfortable. Well, that's great. Everybody's different. Yeah, I, want to I think record. it's fat <laughs> kid power. I think it's fat kid power. One of the moms yeah. probably. And send it to Coach P. Yeah, that's what it looks like. That's that's our point guard, little KK though. Yeah, she's good. She got the moves, she man. Got some handles, yeah. She do got some handles, man. She's hitting the shit back and then going back the other way. I like. She be that. making some sweet passes too. She and she's actually we're, we're about to lose her for a couple of weeks. Um, she's going up to Ohio. She's going to a point guard. Uh, I see y'all like setting a point a, guard camp. I see y'all setting the screen and shit. I see y'all. <laughs> I see y'all. Okay. Wait, wait till wait till you get some defensive video. Okay. The uh, two one two uh, defense we okay. run. They're so uh, game game that. two is tonight though. Eight p.m. Uh, who you guys got? I'm gonna have to say that the Warriors are gonna bounce back. I got to give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm taking the underdog. I'm going with Toronto. Oh! They are, Listen, I'm rooting for Toronto to win. I they, want them. They to are win. the two point underdogs. I'm riding with them in their home. Drake, 
I think Drake be getting in oh, people's head, bro. Well, by the way, hold on. We're talking about this. We're talking about this. It's so funny how the media tries to blow out this stuff in proportion. You know, uh, Drake. Obviously, yeah. They're looking at your like your 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 midsection right now. You yeah. still your head's cut off. Your head's cut off. It's okay. All right. All right, bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you should need the bulls. Okay, cool. It's better than looking at his pants. Twitch TOS. Twitch uh, But uh, Drake and Draymond Green obviously got into a little exchange after the game, a game one. And, you know, it was funny because of the fact that, you know, Drake was just essentially asking it. Drake was essentially just calling uh, Draymond trash. Your team's trash. Your team's trash. Your team's trash. Blah, 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 blah. And, you know, and it's so funny. It's like... Literally, I just seen a report. Drake and Draymond Green seen having dinner Friday night in Toronto, and it's just like, bro, do y'all not? And I and I asked these guys before we went on air. Do you after seeing that exchange between Drake and Draymond, do y'all think that Drake and Draymond were beefing? And both of them said no. And it's just like, bro, we all know, like it's just trash talk. Like Drake was talking trash to Steph Curry. Yeah, on the side like line. literally, he had Steph's dad's jersey on, like, at the game. Like, that, that, that was trolling at his finest, uh, Del Curry. Yes, bro. So it's just like, man, and then literally and then literally, Draymond was walking around Toronto in an OVO sweater, an OVO Jordan sweater on. So it's just like, come on, guys. Like, these guys are cool. It's just a little trash talk, a little bit of fun. Like It's some entertainment. It's exactly what it is. Go along with the basketball. I mean, if we're on a basketball court and we're just and I just literally ran up on you and bashed on you, I'm going to get in your face and say, you fucking look, just got bashed trash on. Talk, and, and that, yes. And that's scrimmage that you just pulled up that video on we told our girls look we know you go to school with some of these girls yeah. we know that some of them are your friends yeah. when that whistle blows and that ball gets thrown ain't nobody air, your friend ain't nobody your friend after the game you shake their hand and then you're they need to be friends. friends when that when whistle game blows time, it's all on and that buzzer goes ah! that's when you friends it again. happens in football all the time your homies you don't play through you know peewee football you, you're on the other side. You're trying to beat his team's butt. After the game, you give him a hug. Hey, good well, game. Well, you know what? It's just, but if he comes across your way and you're on defense, he on offense, you're going to try to rack him up. Prime example, I just seen a video. The best friends, pitcher, pitcher, uh, pitching the ball. The, the dude who was his best friend throughout his whole life in high school went to a different high school. They were playing each other to go to the state championship. He His friend was at the batter, at the at, at the plate being the batter. And he struck his friend out, his best friend out, to go to the state championship. He ran up to his friend directly, gave him a big-ass hug, and then went and celebrated with his teammates. But it just goes to show you, you know what I'm saying? Like, regardless of friendship, man, you got to put that stuff aside, and, and you got to go cutthroat, baby. We're going cutthroat real quick, man. And that's going to be a good trash talk at the barbecue one day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah, but that's right. That's right. Remember when I struck you out to go to the state championship? I'm whoop <laughs> your ass. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, uh, uh, you guys want to talk about what time is it? 1018? 1018. All right, We could take a break real quick, but before we do, um, or we could jump into the NFL yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. But ahead. I do want to bring up a couple little points before we move on. Um, the Rockets have pretty much, uh, from according to ESPN, have made everybody except for Harden pretty much available in trades, in, including Clint Capella, CP3, um, and John Morant. Is uh, undergoing minor knee surgery. Should be ready for the season. Everything, nothing, nothing too too serious. But that, that I, may affect may his affect draft. his draft stock by a spot or two. But I don't see him dropping too far. Uh, one thing I don't, one thing I don't uh, really see if they didn't make Harden available and wouldn't nobody train for him. That contract is just too crazy. You know what I'm saying? For a player who, I mean, I get he scores 30 points, but those play no defense. I mean, I... About the only person they could trade besides Harden that give them any value right now is Clint Capella. Yeah. yeah. I mean, other than that, I mean, Chris Paul's not going to give you back what you... I could see you guys traded for Chris Paul, though. The Orlando Magic? Mm-hmm. What do you think we do? We give up you know one of our second-round picks? You know who's going to trade for nope. him? 
the, the Lakers. Evan Forney, I wouldn't see it. I wouldn't see it. I could see that, too. Yeah. Definitely could see that. Give him Lonzo Ball, I could see that. Lonzo for Chris Paul? You'd have to give some type of draft picks, too. Probably a number four draft pick. Or was it, yeah, the Lakers at number four? Yep. I don't uh, know if that's I, the I, best I, deal for the Lakers, to be honest think, with I don't, you. I don't think CP3 garnishes that I much. don't either. I don't think. I don't think. Not I don't in think, his age. I don't think so, neither. But. I think you I think LeBron runs the team, and now exactly. that Rob Palenka is at the helm, and he's going to listen to everything that LeBron wants, and if LeBron wants CP3, then maybe they make it happen. We'll see, I guess. Yeah. I don't know if I trade away the number four pick, though, for a guy CP, that maybe lasts yeah. two years who's not even played a full 82 games. If, exactly. if two years, shoot, I think he might yeah. retire after this next season. What is he, season. like 34? Yeah, he's like yeah. 34, man. And he hasn't played in his season. He's his always injured, have gone down like. the past five years. His total number of games have gone down by like drastically, like fifteen games the past three years. And there's not really a whole lot in the NFL today. But nah, man, just just some things around the NFL, you know. Muhammad Wilkerson getting a DWI. Oh, hold on, one hold on, one thing that I'm talking about NFL, uh, NBA. Uh, Doc Rivers was fined fifty k. Oh, I forgot for, about for, this. For 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 that Kawhi Leonard comments. And you know what? This starts. It's starting to piss me off. It's almost in, like he was baited into it. And like NBA coaches can't freaking say that a guy is compared to Jordan and then get a fifty thousand dollar fine because he's yeah. They shouldn't let tampering. him announce the games. Then it's freaking ridiculous, man. Like I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I just don't get how they shouldn't let him do commentation on the games. And I, I just don't. Yeah, exactly. Like I just don't get how a coach can't say, you know what, he's because, a very good player. Because now I would feel like if I was a coach, if I was in Doc Rivers' situation, and they had they they were paying me to broadcast these games. Now, if I say like, oh, that was an amazing shot. That was you know almost like last time I see something like that was when Dennis Scott hit six three-pointers in that one game or whatever. If somebody else did it and I, like, compare that to them, now I might get fined $50,000 because I made a comparison of something that somebody just did in the game in front of me that reminded me of somebody else. Yeah. Like, that's just – that's ludicrous. Yeah, right and I, I don't I don't agree with that at all. I mean, the guy literally was just saying that he's closest thing to Michael Jordan, and I get, you know what I'm saying, now, yeah. oh, there's been reports of saying that Kawhi might now, come to the Clippers. Now, if he would have been like – Hey, this is the closest thing I've since, seen since Michael Jordan. Come to the Clippers. And we're going to give you a six-year, $150 million contract. <laughs> now I can see a little something right there. Like, okay, maybe that's tampering. Like, hey, we got the max contract of such and such for this many years. Now maybe that's tampering. But this would be like, hey, this guy, you know what I'm saying? Jesus, like, I just... We talk about how lenient the NBA is kind of is becoming, but stuff like that is showing. That that would be like, uh, what if Joel Embiid did like some kind of like you know little baby Scott who come like, oh my god, I haven't seen you know the, the, a that looks a little bit like the old school you know Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Like wow, uh, now I'm gonna get five fifty k for making a comparison. Like come on, dollars. Come on, meow. Adam Silver, put down the, the pipe. <laughs> we'll pick it back up if you want. Everything else, which I don't really care. But anyway. <laughs> Uh yeah man uh in, NFL topics uh you know Joe McCoy is being walked all around he visited the Browns is in the Panthers he visited the uh, Ravens on Tuesday the Ravens on Tuesday so obviously he, the Bucks player be, yeah he may are be we gonna keep that finish. up we're gonna take it down eventually that's up to Craig I don't know I haven't decided yet I mean are we're we probably place it? we're probably gonna see that in Raymond James sometime in the future so talking about what Ring of Honor. Excuse me? You don't think, you think Gerald that he's capable of the Rick I do. He's been the best player. I think so too. He's been the best player on our defense for the better part of a decade. He's in the he's in the top category. They're going to run out of players, of you know what defense. I mean? Like Ronde Barber, Simi Rice, who's next? Nobody. That's it. No. It's, a, it's supposed to be the Hall of Fame. No, it's not. Yes, it's it a is. Ring of Honor. No, it's, it's not a Hall of Fame. That's the team's Hall of Fame. 
Yes, but you don't have to be in the Hall of Fame to make the Ring of Honor is what I'm what trying to say. What has he done to deserve that? At least Warren Sapp and Simeon Rice helped y'all win a fucking Super Bowl. He's been the, the best defensive player. I don't give a damn what he's For the better been. part of a decade He was good for team. five years, and after that, he declined. He's been good. He had like six and a half sacks last year. That's average. For a defensive tackle, it's not that bad. It's average. I wouldn't say it's average. It's average. Uh, I give you four sacks. It's average. All right, you're right. He's above. He's too above average. I disagree with that fully. We'll have to see. Name we'll the wait name see. the people who are in your Ring of Honor right now. Mike Allstock. My legend. Yes. Jimmy Giles. I don't know who that is. Uh, McKay. All right. Well, never mind. Well, that's a coach. Yeah. Who's deserving? Um, John Gruden's Gruden. in there. Eh. He won the Super Bowl, I so mean, he's in there. What Tony's team? Ronnie's about to be in there. Very deserving. Brooks your best cornerback maybe in, 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 in history of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Paul Gruber. Is Paul Gruber in there? Did uh, he make it? Derek Brooks. Maybe one of the best linebackers the Tampa Bay Bucks have ever had in Bucks history. Warrington Sappington. It is the best linebacker. Warrington Sappington. Maybe one of the best defensive linemen you guys have ever had in NFL history besides Lim- uh, Leroy Selman. I think he was He's better than Selman. Exactly. Come on, man. What is that? 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 The guy who's playing basketball kid in the gym and says, we working. We are here. And he's playing basketball with his kids. Like, come on, Listen, Gerald. He's going to be in the ring of honor, I'm telling you. No, he's not. I fully disagree with that. We'll have to wait and see, I guess. Fully. It's gonna. It's not going to be like next year. It's obviously going to be – he's probably going to play a couple more years. He's going to retire. And that he's probably going to be five, six, seven years after that. The next topic on that Buck That podcast we on talked about Tuesday it. night. So Leroy Selman, John McKay, Jimmy Giles, Paul Gruber is in there. Warren Sapp, Derek Brooks. Paul Gruber Mike, was anything special besides right. a, a great Mike left I completely agree. Doug, uh, Doug Williams, which I don't even know why he's in our ring of honor. Does Warner. work done be, deserve to be in there? Yes. Yes. John Lynch. and Maybe one of your better running backs Malcolm in Blazer, Tampa Bay Buccaneers history. John Gruden and Tony Dungy, along with Ronnie Barber, all in there. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, fun fact, if Warwick Dunn does make the Tampa Bay Buccaneers ring of honor, he will be the first player probably, I think uh, – I don't know this, is, but I think he would be the first player in NFL history ever to be in two rings of honor because he's in the Atlanta Falcons ring of honor as well. How long did he play for the Falcons? He pretty much split like his career. Yeah, basically split the career. I was so sad when he went to the Falcons. Because he was with us, then went to the Falcons for a few I years, and, they came, and came back mm-hmm. and, and pretty much finished a couple years with us and retired. Yeah. I love work done. One of my I favorite all-time players. Yeah. 28. I always remember that. One of the 28s. Yeah, but yeah, man, I do not think Jared McCoy will be in your Hall of Fame. You know who will be in all your Ring of Honor? Who? Turn around, Mike Evans. Turn around. Well, yeah, definitely. Every now and That's who's going to be in your Ring of Honor before Gerald. Absolutely. I don't think so. Absolutely. He's number one in the receiving. He's gonna. He's, gonna, he's not gonna reti- Gerald's gonna be retired. He's gonna have a couple more more years on him. Mike's still young. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. No, I definitely believe Gerald he's going to make record, it. Gerald McCoy will be retired for 15 years. He'll be retired for two years, and he'll get into Buck Brings Hall of Fame. Bucks Hall of Fame. Okay. We'll see. 
I'm definitely in agreement with you. He's going to make the Bucks Hall of Fame. There's and no I'm, doubt about I'm, that. I, 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 he's persu- I'm persuading him for, to not be in that Hall of Fame. See, I think Gerald's going to retire in a couple of years, and Mike's still going to play maybe four or five fine. more years. And by that time, Good, exactly. And I'm telling you, even though he's going to be retired for five or six years, you know Mike's who, still going to get him for him. All right. You know who won't make the, the Ring of Honor? Gerald James Winston, Robert Aguayo. Mm. We will remember this conversation. Shout out to the absolutely. Years. We're going to breakfast. Oh, Gerald McCord making twenty for years sure. from now for sure. Let's do it. Let's do it. Shake my. Oh, we got to shake now for sure. Oh, okay. shake we got like hand. a twenty year bet on shake that. Shake my hand. <laughs> no way in hell, Gerald McCoy makes the ring of, ring, ring of honor. No way in hell. Okay. You're no gonna way. you're gonna forget that this is. Oh happened. no! When no. he makes it, we're gonna be. It's gonna be like twenty years down the road. You know what crazy thing is? Yep, no, hitting Zach, them up. no, Zach, we're gonna be sitting back there chilling, and like, yeah, man, it's crazy that Jeremy McCoy is making the Ring of Honor, bro. You know what I just remember, Fatback? You owe me breakfast. You owe me breakfast, motherfucker. <laughs> That's how it's gonna be like. Oh, oh no, shit. I disagree. I not think Jeremy McCoy is gonna make the Hall of Fame. Okay. Or the Bucks Hall of Fame. Sorry. I don't think he's going to make the Hall of Fame. Well, no. Clearly. The Bucks Hall of Fame. Ring of Honor. I'm sorry. I know every single every Why is single it in quotes? Because every single team is different. It's not. It's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, keep on doing the air quotes. Ring of Honor. You know what I'm saying? I'm anyway, ready. I'm you guys want to do a little take, take it or leave it? it? Yeah, let's yeah. take it or leave it. So I was going to use that as one of our take it or leave it, but I guess uh, I'll, I'll leave it. No, what I'm just you, kidding. I wasn't, I was say you I wasn't going to. But yeah, take it or leave it. Obviously, you leave it. I'm gonna take it. What about you? Are you gonna take it? <laughs> Joe nope. McCoy, no, Bucks he's Hall of not. Fame. What, you, he, you let him change your mind? Hell I'm kinda, yeah! I'm kind of borderline. I mean, he has he has been one of the better Bucks defenders, but at the same time, yeah. I mean, we didn't really go in any playoff games with him. Um, you know, it's not his fault because it is a team. It's game. not his fault. Did he progressively help your team get better defensively. I feel like our coaching was a detriment. So if we had better coaching, like if if Arians came in, like. Three years ago? Yeah. Bruce Sanders is the offensive-minded coach. Don't even say this shit. Yeah, but, I mean, Todd Bowles, defensive-minded coach. Who just went to the Jets and did nothing. Well, he didn't really uh, have the best front office. Either. Yeah. We'll throw it out there. Just giving yeah. everybody credit elsewhere, huh? Or bad credit elsewhere. I don't it's know. It's got to be someone's credit. All right, we're going to stick with the NFL then for this take it or leave it. We got a couple NBA questions as well, but since we just talked NFL, we'll, we'll continue with the NFL. Take it or leave it. Pat Mahomes can throw a 100-yard pass. He was recently recently quoted saying he could throw a 100-yard pass in the air. He's got the longest at 68 yards in the air thrown ball. <laughs> Take it or leave it. He could throw a 100-yard pass. Um, To be real with you, that e- even though that does sound kind of uh, – a, a crazy situation. I believe it was like Michael Vick or somebody that can throw that that was able to from the end zone on their knees was able to throw like that something. was your Marcus Russell. It was your Marcus Russell. Okay, that yeah. was able to throw something like it was. That was his one talent. That's what got him drafted. But it was like it was like a pretty far far football. Like I want to yeah, say it was, it was like, like seventy something yards. Seventy something yards. Like he did it all the pro days. Brett Favre threw a seventy seven yard pass to win the quarterback competition back in like two thousand one. I think that is is I don't think Let's it's through seventy three. I'll take it. I don't think it's out of the question of something that can be. I don't, I don't think it's an impossible task to do. I think that uh, if. If that's something that he was that he's practiced and he's actually tried it before, yeah, I think it's something that can very well be done. He's definitely got the arm for it. I mean, yeah, I'll leave it. You're gonna leave it, okay? I don't think there's anybody who can throw a hundred yard pass. All right, sticking with the Accurately NFL, anyways. 
Carolina is the best spot for Gerald McCoy. Ooh. I'm going to go ahead and take it. I think the FU factor, him playing the Bucks twice a year. I mean, as a player who just got released by a team that you spent your whole career with, they're basically telling you you're not worth this money. You're not, you know, basically worth it as a player anymore. He's got a lot of incentive to play for Carolina. Two times a year, get to play the Bucks. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it. But we've also seen that towards backfired in certain instances where teams leave, leave their team and go to a team for like the uh, revenge factor, and not so, not play out so well in their favor too. So I mean, I think it does have to boil down to like the scheme, because um, we've seen it in baseball with race players leaving and, and not really doing very well in their new homes. Will um, Myers. Yep, we, we've. Seen- He's actually been pretty solid for San Diego. <laughs> I mean. We definitely got the the ass into that deal. I know. For sure. <laughs> All right, what are you taking or leaving it? I'm I'm leaving it. You're leaving it? I think he would be a ten times better fit for the Browns and I, yeah, or the Ravens. I think the Browns would be a better fit for I think him. he's ten he's much more needed as a Browns defensive tackle because of the fact that, you know, I mean, they're building up that defense over there. You know, they made some good I think it's a good spot for him, though, in Carolina. I mean, that 4-3 defense they play, you got Keekly there, you got it, Kawan it, it's, Short. It's definitely, I think it would be a good landing Similar spot to for him. Running, running right but now. I still don't think they did enough offensively. Better players around him, though. I don't think, I don't think they did enough offensively, Keekly? though. Bro, I'm I would sorry. say he's Quan a decade. Alexander and Levante David, bro, were some fucking really good linebackers. I totally agree. But Keekly will be on I would compare. I would all-decade team. I would put... Keep I put Levante David in the same category, though. I, I would, too. But he doesn't get the recognition, though. I, I completely agree. Because he but, plays but, in Tampa and he doesn't we, have Cam Newton as a quarterback. But we know what type of caliber player Levante David is as being Bucks fans. Like, he was good when he was coming. Who who, who does Carolina even have as receivers right now? Um, They lost Devin Funches, right? They did. Exactly. They got Greg Olson. They do. Christian um, McCaffrey. I'm trying to think of the rookies that they brought in last year, but I'm drawing a the blank. The dude Put from Ohio State. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're not working with much over there. So, I mean. You, you got his name. I think you're making a lateral move if you go with, with, with the. Didn't they sign him? I'll leave too? it. Oh, yeah. They got, uh, they got Chris, Chris Hogan. Yeah, they got Chris Hogan. Yeah. Chris Hogan, DJ Moore, Torrey Smith, Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel. Terry Samuel. Godwin, Aldrick Robinson, Richard Ross, Jarius Wright. Championship. Yeah. You know what? You know, you, you know what I seen yesterday. On uh, before we move on here, uh, <laughs> the Eagles Facebook page. Carson Wentz and Deshaun Jackson is going to be a problem. <laughs> and I'm thinking, shut so who the coaching staff? <laughs> I'm like, because <laughs> they don't want to show for practice. Jackson's washed, man. He's washed. Let it be. Next on the list, Browns win nine games this season. Take mm. it or leave it. Mm. I want to take it so bad, but I'm going to leave it. You're gonna leave it under under nine games. I'm gonna say like eight. Okay. I'm gonna say they win eight games. They don't make the playoffs, but they're still. I mean, man, these these few acquisitions they made, they're, they're good, man, and all. But like, I'm I'm gonna take it with the with the acquisition acquisition of OBJ, his best friend Landry. There, they got Joku on the chemistry. offense. Chubb, their offense is one of the best in the league. It seems like right now they got a pretty decent offensive Kareem line Hunt. as well. The defense, yeah, Cream Hunt when he comes back from his four games, and their defense has also six improved games. as well. So I'm going to take it. I'm going to say ten games. Six games. Okay, so the first six games before Cream Hunt, right? You got the Titans, winnable game. The Jets, winnable game. Rams, that'll be a good one. The Ravens, at or the so let me let me do this. You got Titans at home at the Jets. 
Rams at home, at the Ravens, at the 49ers, and then Seahawks at home. I feel like their schedule is pretty easy. That's their first six games. And the division's gotten a little weaker, too, as well. At the Patriots. At the Loss. Broncos. Loss. At uh, home versus the Bills. Loss. Home versus the Steelers. Loss. Home versus the Dolphins. Loss. No, I'm just kidding. Bills, yeah. I mean, I think no. there's... They'll beat the Broncos, too. They'll beat the Steelers once this season. They're going to beat Baltimore at least once this I, season. I think they'll beat Bengals both games. Hmm, I don't know about that. I do. They don't, don't they usually split? I think they'll split with the coach with 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 the Steelers. I think they might split with the Ravens if they don't beat them twice. So there's at least four games right there. I think they can beat the Dolphins. I think they can beat the Bills. They can beat the Cardinals. Yeah, they got a pretty easy schedule. That defense is going to feast. I think they may be able to beat the 49ers and the Jets. Mm. I see maybe Titans. ten games, man. I st- I st- I'll, I'll take it. I'm taking it. All right. Well, I mean, you did have to break it down for five minutes, but all right, thanks. We'll have to figure it out, bro. All right, it's all good. I'm just joking. All right, next, uh, take it or leave it. And this is going to be kind of like a two-part. 18-game season for the NFL coming up here. We have talks of maybe lockout. So 18-game season, take it or leave it. I'm on the side of leaving it. I feel like it's going to be a detriment to the players. They don't want to play extra games. I don't think the money's more incentive, the extra money that they're going to receive. It's two extra games. It is. They're obviously going to have to take off preseason games, even though those players don't necessarily play in the preseason games as is. So I don't know. I don't think it's going to work out for the for the NFL well, too well. It's I, giving guys more opportunity to want to play longer because of the, because of the fact that I mean, players don't want this. So you don't want they don't want to make they don't want to no. make, they don't want to make playoffs. They don't they, they don't, don't want, want extra playoffs, games. So they don't they don't want to make. This playoffs. was brought. Listen, this was brought up early on. Uh, what 2013 when they had uh, the lockout issue. And the the first thing came out of Jerry Jones. He thought he could he sell the players on this. First thing out of their mouth, Eric Winston says, "We'll walk out if you continue this talk." So, so the players do not want an extended they don't want to season. Make the playoffs? What do you mean they don't want to make the playoffs? If you make playoffs, you got to play more games, don't you? That's different. That's different. Okay, you're well, talking about adding on two meaningless games. How are they meaningless? Not playoff how games. How are they meaningless? They're meaningless to the players. Well, adding meaningless games would be, I, I would say, if you're adding. It's adding more revenue for your ownership. It's not really helping out your players. I would have to disagree with, with you um, on that, that comment that you just made because, first of all, all right, there isn't even a structure out on how they would do that. So are they legit adding two more games to the current situation that's now, or are they just taking two preseason games, making them actually regular season games? Yeah, that's games? exactly what they're doing. Okay, so you're you're not playing any more games. And last time I checked, you get more – I'm pretty sure your game checks are higher for the regular season than they are for the preseason. You're correct. It's not a money <laughs> issue. It's not a money issue with the players. It's, but it is a money issue because when it comes down to it, a lot of football players are con- complaining about what? Injuries. Guaranteed money. Where are you going to get guaranteed money from? I hear more complaints about guaranteed Listen, money than I do about people injuries. In order that, to get guaranteed money, you got to give the you got to give the product is the NFL. In order to are get you part more of the NFL PA? In, 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 in order to get more guaranteed money, you have to give them a, 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 a way to make more revenue. If you have you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to pay you – know, like the commercial spot for the Super Bowl, right? I understand it, your it, point. It's very expensive. A commercial for 
the Bucks versus the Browns preseason is probably going to be pennies on the dollar compared to that Super Bowl commercial. So if you make take two of those preseason games, make them regular. Listen, games. I'm not arguing with you two. Okay, <laughs> we are I'm arguing. just telling you what the Players Association has well, come back and said. Well, it was, uh, this is well, not I'm out of giving, my mouth per I'm not, se. I'm not saying it was. You're, They're you're, worried about the two games and, and the injury that well, might be caused in the wear and tear on their body. And I understand. Okay, that. I understand that. But I, all I'm saying is, is regardless, regardless, you're gonna have to play them anyways. Whether That's make, not true, though, Craig. Yeah, it is. They don't play the uh, most of the preseason games. Third, Have you seen a lot of the starters game, play a lot of the third preseason game, No. Third game of the season, the starters play most of the game. They play three, half to three quarters of the game. That's most of the game. The other games, the first two games, That's they barely play the it all. In the fourth game, they play it. All, they don't play it all. That's so you're taking meaningless game and making them mean something now to where these starters are going to have to play an extra two games. But you want more money. You're, you keep saying that, that they want more money. No, I'm they have you, said they want more money. Of course they want more money, but they don't want it at the cost of playing so, more games and well, it costs them they their got body. two choices. Either play more games or go suck dick on the corner that's as a prostitute. The, I mean, that's the problem. If this is what happens in the, in the, in the room with the will, owners. If they're willing to walk out over adding two more games they're, this season. Yeah, that's exactly what then it is. Then leave. We'll have the replacements come in. Call Keanu. That ain't going to work. Call Keanu. That ain't going to work. How do you figure? It didn't work in the de- back in the day. How do you, what, what didn't? The when XFL? They did, yeah. If they still have No, the lockout they, back in the day when they did the replacements, it didn't work. What, what did they put the same players in the same uniforms or different players in the same uniforms? Yeah, it was different players. That yeah, I disagree. Nowadays, people just want to see it's football name, regardless no. of Tom Brady. If that was the not. case in the XFL and all these XFLs no, and different leagues would no. be so they would flourish because and there wouldn't be any talks of them uh, what not making it. About, what did I just say about people being stuck in their ways? We've seen the the, the Bears and the Packers for a hundred years in the NFL. People don't want to. People don't want to see the Rough Riders of the NF or the Rough Riders of Sacramento. Like, you know, what I'm saying that's a made up team name. What, what, San Jose Sharks. Like, oh, that's a, that's a, never mind. That's a fucking hockey team. But I'm talking about what's the, what's the team from uh from uh, uh Jamie Foxx movie, Al Pacino and them, uh, LL Cool J football players. I don't know the name of the team. I know you're talking about. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Like, people want the New England Patriots. Like, if so, if you put. Uh, Drew Stanton in a, in, a pa- in a Patriots jersey and put him on the field, regardless of the fact people are going to come and watch. And the AAFL or whatever the, whatever just folded, that was because the whole – there was something totally behind not the scenes. All not all superstar the, yeah. players are going to walk away from the NFL PA. Not all players are part of the PA, are, am, am I correct? Every single player is under the NFL PA. They have It's their players' union. So that doesn't mean that they all agree with Every what single the player. head of the PA agrees with. It it doesn't really matter. It's more of a consistent a consensus. Well, it's a popular thing. vote. If they if they all go in there and the head of every but the head team, of the PA and the players that are on the board of the PA are all there for the players. So they're, they they're, are they're listening for the players. They're not there that. at all for the ownership. But whatsoever. what if some players are thinking the way that we're thinking? Just like the owners are thinking, and they're trying Which is to what? Pres- add the two games, take away two preseason games, and add the two games. And I'm not disagreeing. Nobody's saying you are. With, no, hold on now. Are. I'm not disagreeing with your point that the players want more money. I do agree with that. They got to figure out a way to do it, though. I do. I mean, but they have to, like, like you just said, they have to figure it out without extending the season two. Games. I'm just saying, when Kirk Cousins got his fully guaranteed contract from the Minnesota Vikings, all I seen on Twitter was, "We need this. We need that. More players need it. This is a milestone for NFL players." 
Oh, or when Bryce Harper gets a $300 million guarantee contract from the Phillies, we need to make baseball. I need to go play baseball. Blah, it, blah, blah, it, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, that's all I it, see, it, man. It, 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 I don't see – I don't see well, – you know what I do see? When somebody gets hurt in the preseason, you know, we need to stop these damn games in the preseason. They don't mean shit, blah, blah, blah. So we're going to add two more games that do mean something because it's regular season. I think the money split needs to be changed. I think that's what the players want when they want more guaranteed money. Less money for the ownership, more monies to the players right now. You can do that without involving an extra two games. Not necessarily, though. But you You can. They're just got to be willing to lose more money. Let me get it out, though. I will. You got the players union, right? Now they want to get paid more money. But on top of that, because of the stuff that's happened in the past to past players, now the league, not the players, the players aren't putting money into this pot. The league, the, the NFL owners have to put money into a pot mm-hmm. that takes money, more money out of their pockets to supply health care for all these guys. So for guys who play for one year to this many years, gets a certain amount of percentage covered. Guys who play longer get a higher percentage and so forth. Mm-hmm. So th- that money's not coming out of the players' pockets. That players That's coming out of the, the NFL owners' pockets. But, so, but so, so it should, so, though. So if, so if you keep it i'm not saying it shouldn't but yeah. if you keep at a certain point the owners got to be able to get theirs th- theirs too though you know what I'm saying? not saying that they're not but the I'm owners saying, are getting theirs man i mean the, the most lucrative the most lucrative sport on earth so right now think nfl that, football so do you think the owners are making money specifically for the nfl no i think they make it from a lot of different venues yeah, exactly the nfl they're owning you got your the, licensing agreements them on, owning on the team no they have other businesses how do you think they purchase those teams you know what i'm saying that's what I'm saying. Oh, you're talking about ownership. Yes. Oh, okay, how ownership, they how they became period. owners and but just period. We're talking yeah. about owners need to make money. They ain't making main making they 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 bought the team just for I own an NFL team. You know what I'm saying? Like Jerry Jones it might be like one of the own, one owner who, in my opinion, who physically gets involved with the team in the trade room. I see Robert Kraft in the trade room, but he has no part of who he picks and who. Gets Though it drafted, might be you know a fun saying? thing for them and, and to have to to, share, to have an NFL team, it is a money making venture. They're not there to lose money of at all. Of course it is. I mean, I'm not. And saying they're, they're not, not there making... to give their money away to the players. So that's where the fight becomes. We had this back in 2011, and, and it's going to happen again. Well, that's the thing that the owners want their piece of the pie. And they're responsible for a lot of the, the you know, saying like they're they're responsible for a lot of the overhead and stuff like that. Well, of course, the ownership Think exactly. The so they get their piece of the pie. But that, but that's but that's the thing though. If the team makes, let's just say, let's just say the Buccaneers at, at made a hundred million dollars last year. How much that goes into payroll? How much that goes into operations of the stadium and different things like that that they got to cover? You know what I'm saying? It's not like they just get that money and all of a sudden it's just like, oh, it goes in my pocket. No, they got light bills and, and, and water bills and maintenance of the fields and practice facilities and all that stuff that come what? out of their pockets that they, that they spend money on. Another thing I want to take into consideration is like all the free travel fare that they get. You know what I'm saying? All the yeah. free food, all the free things that they get inside. And I get that. Oh, well, you're they're part of the team. The, they're feeding the players. They're, 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 they're paying for the Travel. You're part of the team. So you, should, of- you should get that. Well, that's not the case. I mean, you're getting paid to play. You're not getting paid to get all those free incentives of all the yeah, clothes. Yeah, they're, they're getting taken care of, free. too. Like, they're getting taken care of. It's just if they want more legit money, they got to make more legit games. These cats want to make more money to spend on themselves, not the team. You know what I'm saying? The team wants to make more money to spend on the team. Or in the Tampa Buccaneers instance. Kickers. The Glazers. Well, yeah, <laughs> that too. The Glazers use a lot of Tampa Buccaneer money and Man U money for you know both teams. I disagree. I think they're more involved in the fucking Man U than they are to the Bucks because if that's the case, because think about it, Zach. Man U is the third richest team in the world in all sports franchises, period. Mm-hmm. 
and the Glazers owned them. But well, the yeah. Bucks. But, are but, worth what? But you only get two the, billion. But you only get the certain salary cap, though. Too, you're absolutely though. right. So th- there's only so you're, much you can. You're do. absolutely right. But what? The Bucks are worth two billion. Uh, unfortunately, NFL Is doesn't that have maybe one point five. Unfortunately, NFL doesn't have a luxury tax situation like uh like the NBA, or maybe we could see if the Bucks ownership was really about it. It's just it just blows my mind, though. It really does. You know what I'm saying? To see, I mean, I feel like there's a, there's a common way to you're right on the knob too for for, for them to get two billion. Yeah. There, I feel like there's a better way for them to, you know, both teams or you know both situations to be happy. But the players, if they want guaranteed money, they're like, oh, I want NBA contracts. Yeah, but you guys aren't playing 82 games a year. And even though that football is a more physical activity, which I understand, Bring 82 games, up, 82 games is a very lot. You know, what I'm saying they got to do a lot of travel. You're talking about 82 games. Half of those games are going to be 41 games, which you're traveling. You may not be with your team so you're, or, or your family or whatever, so you're separated from, like, your family and stuff like that. You a made, lot of that stuff. You made a great fucking point earlier off air. Hockey, probably 10 times more physical, if not just as physical as football is. And play 82 ga- 82 they play 80-something games. games a season. They play 15-minute periods. And I get not every not all players playing for fifteen minutes straight, but what damn near everybody. Yes, twenty minutes, twenty minute periods. So damn near every player is playing for twenty minutes straight. Maybe they get a two to three minute rest yeah, on the bench, the correct, Zach? Stuff like that. Yeah, when they change lines, maybe they're resting for two to three minutes to catch a break, get a cup of water, and then you're back on the ice when you're changing lines. You know what I'm saying? So, bro, and we got guys making shit for brains over there in NHL hockey. Yeah, you know I mean, I, I think in my opinion, I think you have to sign a ten year deal just to make a hundred million dollars in hockey, right? Yeah. So and I, you don't hear none of these guys complaining about making more money. Well, they can't. Their revenue compared to you know f- compared to football is is minuscule. You of know what course, I mean? Of course, I completely so, understand that. You know, you can't pay these guys NBA st- contracts and such. You're still selling out home games though. Yeah, the Lightning are for sure. Hot, well, anybody? Is. Yeah. Only, well, I wouldn't say anybody, but uh, I uh, as far as baseball goes, I would say that in comparison to. Uh, like baseball and football, hockey and basketball, they do sell out, but they also have seventeen, sixteen thousand seat arenas compared to forty to eighty thousand seat. Twenty five. Twenty two. That was close. You close? For pulling it out of your butt. Yeah. Not too bad. But we also have one of the largest arenas in hockey. So a lot of the arenas are are more along the lines of seventeen and nineteen. I think it just depends, man. I I think with some of with some of the situations. Basketball. I mean, like like with, with, with football, right? You got the Cleveland Browns who could have the worst team every year and they sell out that stadium. You have the Buccaneers who unless we have a a great product in the field we're not selling out that stadium on a, on a weekly basis so you got to put you got to give teams a way to make revenue somehow that's a hot topic man we're still on take it or leave it so let me yeah, go ahead go and ahead. just shuffle along here because we could talk about obviously the lockout and and questions of nfl pa and ownership all day long top 15 hockey arenas mm-hmm. all average more than 19 thousand people zach what the fuck are you talking about i said 17 to 19 Top 15, that's more than half the NHL. Okay, I said 17 to 19. He was close, though. I get right, but still. I gave you a window. It's not like I had it pulled up. And Emily. It's 22.5 or something like that, right? Seventh, 19,000. Nice. But if once they, in the playoffs, they have like extra room, they got extra seating that comes out, they've made it bigger. They, they fit 21, 22,000 in there. Nice. Okay, we'll move on to the NBA now, real quick. Raptors, right now have the edge in this series in the finals as of now take it or leave it 
Right now? Take As it. of now. Take it. Absolutely. They got Raptors had sure. the edge, I do. For okay. sure. You went in game one and nobody expected it. I mean, you played defense great. You held them to under 110 points. Is there Absolutely. a question of maybe overconfidence going into game two now at home? Up 1-0? Maybe. I don't think Kawhi is going to let them think that. Maybe Golden State? I think Kawhi and Danny Green are very familiar with what Serge this team Ibaka. can do. Absolutely. Marcus Saul's an oldie. You know, he's been in the well, playoffs. It's not just too. that. It's just Kawhi and them, they've played this team before. You know what I'm saying? They know how to they they know what this team's capable of, obviously. You know, so I don't think that they're gonna let themselves get too ahead of themselves. I do think that the Warriors have a chip on their soldier sh- shoulder for hearing all the talk that oh they're nothing without Kevin Durant, they're washed, mm. blah 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 blah. Which we know that's not true because Truth. they've done Absolutely. it before without him. Absolutely. Okay, staying uh on the kind of Raptors topic and Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard stays in Toronto regardless of the outcome of the finals. Mm. I'm going to take it. I'm going to leave that because I do think it depends on the outcome. I think if they win, it's more likely that he stays. Obviously, he made that uh that that team so they can off- they do have the advantage to offer him a super max. Um the because he made the All NBA team, I think if they lose, I think it's more fifty fifty. Okay, Derek. Uh no, he's gone regardless. He's, he's gone. That's yeah. okay. okay. I don't think I don't think he wants to stay there. I think I think he's hard to set, set on going to LA or wherever one of those bigger markets. And I know you said you said it last week. Toronto is the LA of Canada and all yeah. that fun stuff. But in and all with reality, the culture that Drake's building up there, I mean, yeah, I mean. In, in it's it's reality, tempting to stay there, I would say. It is tempting, but in especially all reality, his first year, he wants something to go somewhere else. So, all right, final question here. This this could last the rest of the the show. NBA shortened season, take it or leave it. Hmm, I don't know if I would necessarily shorten the season. Um, I, and I know this question was brought up. We talked a little bit before the show about you know uh, Adam Silver, and some people think that the the. Uh, with the season being so long, it's watered down. I don't necessarily think it's watered down. Um, I think there's different ways, i.e., the what we talked about a little earlier with the the uh, tournament for like the number one team. Um, maybe throw some different things in there. Mm-hmm. Maybe switch up something. Um, I, I think what makes it watered down is the fact that some of the some of the conferences, i.e., the West, and some of the teams over there are such powerhouses because the way that the uh, the the last uh, labor agreement w- was made. That so much stuff is able to, um, you know, like so many teams are able to lock in, like so many like all star players were like before you didn't have that. Like in in the Jordan era, you know, teams couldn't sign like Jordan, Dominique Wilkins, Patrick Ewing, and Larry Bird and have all of them on the same team. Salary cap wise, it just wouldn't work. Um, And and some of those guys, even back then, they weren't taking, you know, they probably weren't going to take some of the pay cuts. Uh, I, I do think there needs to be something to make the. The games more meaningful. That's what I meant by watered down, and, and, and make the make the season. But that's the thing, though, is is the, the is they're watered down because they're they even though they say, well, no, we don't allow teams to tank. But then you have Philadelphia for three years in a row get the, the number one overall pick. The reason why I think it's watered down is um, the stress and, and and injuries and stuff that are caused to these players because they're playing these. Uh, four games and five nights or the volume of back to backs, it's causing a degrade on the players play. It 
it's a, there's actually studies out there that well, have shown. Well, that's just a scheduling thing, though. It's almost just like I mean, but if, but in order to re- alleviate that scheduling, you reduce the games by twelve games or so. That'll alleviate a lot of those back to backs or four games in five. Or nights. you just take the crack pipe out of the schedule makers, you know, things that put somebody in there <laughs> who actually has like some common sense, like oh hey, let's just put the Tampa Bay Buccaneers seven road games, you know, what I'm saying in a row, yeah. you know, what I'm saying. So there are certain things that like like who was the person who decided that, that this is what we're going to put for the Bucks game. And I know this is a difference for than what we're talking about, but I'm saying ske- scheduling makers. About all that goes into making a schedule, though, it's got to be probably pretty difficult. It, it probably is. Um, that's why I'm saying maybe not sh- – like I wouldn't say that, and that's why I'm saying maybe not shorten the season, but find ways to manipulate it, like the tournaments, because you they do allow teams to tank, and I don't care what they say, they allow teams to tank. Teams do tank. They don't openly say, "Hey, we're going to tank," but they find ways to lose. They really do also, find ways to lose. Also, a reason why the schedules are the way they are: when you give a team or you give players off a week at the All Star break, that's backing your games up as well. Yeah. So when you get a whole week off in the middle of the season, you got to find ways to make up those games. I agree. I agree. There, I mean, there, there's there's a bunch that goes behind it. Um, is 82 games too long? I, I don't know. I'm not the one for, to answer that. But with the contracts that they have, there has to be a way for the league to make the money to be able to pay these players that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just think it needs to be made more competitive. Um, the last CBA was supposed to make it more even for the smaller market teams like Orlando and stuff like that. And, it, you know, it hasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the smaller market teams – are still doing horrible and aren't you know aren't the best in the best situations. So I think that they need to find a way to make the game more competitive. Um, find a way to to make it anti super teams like the the Golden State Warriors, and find a way to make it more competitive. You know what I'm saying? I think if a team wants to suck it up and and and, and flop and you know pretty much tank. To me, that's not interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, a situation we talked about where you have a tournament. The best team gets, you know, whoever wins this tournament gets the first round pick or the first overall pick, and you have it go from there. We see it in the NCAA tournament all the time. Those Cinderella teams come in and knock out the big guy because any uh, in basketball, any given day, you could be the better team and still lose because you make too many mistakes, have some bad passes, didn't rebound as well. There's a lot of things that can go into that. Maybe somebody, you know, in in, in the NBA, just like uh, Pascal uh, Sycam, he went off 80% shooting. The other game, put help put Toronto over the Golden State Warriors. You see things like that where the underdogs do come out there, and you just have that guy who's on fire one game, and the rest of the team feeds off of that. So I think a tournament like that would definitely, you know, maybe replace however many games that tournament would be, and, and kind of work it out that kind of way where they still kind of play that like play the eighty-two games, but it's something about those games is worth the fact. You know what I'm saying? Like for baseball, they did it. For a little bit, I think they stopped though. But in the All Star game, whoever won the All Star game had like the, that home field for the World Series. Field, yep. For the World Series, they still do that, don't they? No, nope. they stopped that. I, th- I think they did Two stop years it. Ago. But it's like when you when you you got to take you got to find ways to make something that's meaningless because the the basketball association is so top heavy. Where those top teams they end up staying in the top teams for the longest because at the end of the day, like and I'm just using Orlando as an example because it's the team that I know. Like we don't have. Like we have some stars on our team, but we don't necessarily have that superstar like a Kawhi Leonard, like a James Harden. We don't have that game changer. We, we, we don't have that game changer yep. that's gonna that, that people are gonna be like, you know what? 
I'm, my contract's up. I want to go play there. Yeah. And if you give somebody like Orlando who may not have that shot because, you know, we've played just. Well, look what happened with Dwight Howard. We, we, yeah, but we got lucky with Dwight Howard. We did. With the first overall, well, with the, we, but we had to get the first overall pick to get him. Yeah. Since he's left, we've played just good enough to not be in the. Like, we, we've been eligible for, like, the first pick, but it's been, like, a small percentage. No, but what I'm saying is, is what happened with Dwight. <laughs> we got Dwight and players co- wanted to play. We yes, got Rashard yes. Lewis to come play over here. Exactly. Um, I mean, other than that, we didn't really get any stars. But, I mean, Rashard Lewis was an all-star at the I time. I mean, can we get lucky at pick 16 and end up with a guy like, you know, Steph Curry was a, late, was a later first-round pick. He wasn't, in, you know, the number one overall, nothing yeah. like that. Um, Draymond Green was somebody they picked up second in the round. second round. Yeah. Can we get lucky and draft that way and end up having to pay, pan out for us? Yes. But if you give teams that incentive to really, like, kick each other's ass in a, in a tournament for the first overall pick, I think it, you just got to find a way to make some kind of games, um, whether it's subtracting games, inserting tournaments, whatever the situation may be, I think you just got to find a way to make the league more entertaining and more meaningful. So do you take it or leave it on a shortened season? <laughs> I'll leave the shortened season. Right. I think it just needs to be manipulated some kind of way. Hey, um, before we get out of here, man, big shout-out to the Venice Indians on winning their sixth state championship in, base, in baseball yesterday, man. Uh, their second comeback in two days, actually. They won the game. They were down uh, two to three to uh, two to two to one. Came back and went at three to two to win uh, their sixth state championship in baseball. So congratulations to Venice Indians. And by the way, I never got to answer this question. I'm gonna leave it because it's been 82 damn games, seems uh, seasons. What? It's been 82 damn games for basketball uh-huh. for however for long for a while. Yeah. Stop complaining about it. You've been playing about it for 15 years. You're gonna continue to do it. Stop complaining. Stop trying to shorten everything, Zach. You pussy. It's not me. It's you. It's, it's not me. It's you, damn it. All right. Well, I've seen the text between you. Yeah. And what you a- and Adam Silver, you son of a. And you can't even get them to call us. What about there. what about Western Conference games? Those West Coast games, um, maybe starting those at like eight I or nine. Do I agree with that. I do agree with those starting seven, eight o'clock. So I got something right then, huh? Yes. You All did. right. Congratulations you did. You did. to myself. Yes. Yeah, you you talked to Bud a uh, Bud on that one. Bud. But Selig. Yeah. Yeah. Baseball, baseball. Old old baseball commissioner. <laughs> oh, he's the old baseball. He got, he, and then he got with uh, Silver. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. But oh man, that's been a great show. Great show. We'll see you guys next Sunday. We're going to get out of here. See ya. There has been no boundaries sports talk from my man Zach Kearney, Craig Wilder Jr. I'm Derek Futures. We will see you guys next Sunday, same time, same place, same ugly people. We're back, baby. We're out of here.